Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. and welcome back to Core. This is Core for Thursday, November 10th, 2022. Uh, we talk about video games, big news, stuff in the middle, and the games we're playing every week, and a whole lot more. So really glad to have you here with us. Um, before we dive in with me, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz, and John Jagger, yeah. uh, we got to talk about this shitty McDonald's gaming chair. <laughs> we do that for a second? Like, this is yeah. a horrid. My gosh. Like, uh, All right, look, the idea here is... First of all, it's a bad design. The bucket seat ones are bad on your back. Uh, they don't have good lumbar. At least this one doesn't appear to have it. But here's what they're doing. It's uh, it's all branded and colored up to look like McDonald's stuff. Got the logo smeared all over it and all that. Um, but it's it's D it's it's uh, grease resistant. Oh, good. Yeah, that's what that's the big <laughs> that's- kicker. Like resistant, but still, if you get grease on it, there's still going to be a slick. But where does the grease go? Is there just going to be puddles around the base of the chair now? I I worked at a McDonald's, and so I know when the meat fryers, there's two troughs on either side, and that's where the grease goes. And then you dump them in a giant vat of hardened grease out in the back of the alley. (laughs) (laughs) It smells awful so i assume it's the same here there's it two troughs the, on either side of the seat there might uh, i mean they've got two they got a cup holder and like a burger space holder on the other side uh there's a little pillow oh boy. they got bags on it for like throwing stuff away i guess and right. they do have a lumbar pillow but i don't trust that stuff um it says here's what it says the worst part of the mcdonald's is selling the seat on its grease resistant leather treatment it says so no need this is the quote on, on the material yeah. so no need to worry about spills and stains so there you go, guys. Hang on, I got a blast from the Bose Pass to share with you here. Oh, share it. What do you get? What is it? Uh, I'm glad I found it so quickly. It's a photo of me working at McDonald's. Oh, what? The aforementioned working at the beef grill in the, the grease. Oh, look at you, dude. Hold on. We got to share yeah, this. Yeah, I was a lot thinner back then. God, I was a good looking man. What the? Do you have like happened? a full welder's hat for the. For the uh, yeah, that's, the a, that's, yeah. A, that's a plastic mask. Yeah, so the grease doesn't splash back onto my face because I'm okay. cleaning it. That's, that's why I have the plastic apron on as well. And oh, that metal okay. thing I'm holding is uh, 
you know, how you scrape the carbon off the top of the, of the fryer. Who took and the you picture? do it while it's hot, so that's why it, that, that's on. And that red thing there is not a bag of blood. It's a bag of ketchup. Oh, bag of cow okay, I was going to ask. Did, uh, Who took uh, this picture and why did they Stephen, take Stephen Hawking I, took the photo, didn't he? That's what I think happened. so. I think it was uh, my girlfriend, Salma, at the time. She she We worked together. That's how we met. So yeah. I oh, think okay. she took the photo. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did you guys like go out later and you just both smell like fries all night or what? How'd that work? Uh, uh, yeah, we <laughs> laughed about it. Um, hey, if you well, don't don't share this one because probably I can't share pictures of people. Oh, uh, okay. oh, oh, I see. What oh, I, I see okay. what you're saying. Yeah, we'll keep this. I one. thought you were about I, I, to tell us like a dark story or something. And I was like, well, we're live. Yeah. Well, plus you were saying, <laughs> you were like, <laughs> no, no, I'm just sharing. But I thought you were retro that. saying it about this photo. And I'm like, you just did the thing where you say, please cut the green wire, but first cut the red wire. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Bomb's already going off. Okay. Well, she looks very nice. Look at her. Oh, what a lovely human. I think you told me about her. Yeah, yeah, she's great. We were together for a number of years, and look at your little good. Look, your, what's that called? Up. Little uh, a soul patch. Soul patch. Look at you, yeah, soul patch guy. Clit tickler. That they used to call. It. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've wow. never heard it called that till now, but now <laughs> I have. Yeah. Maybe that's a, that's the, that's my trailer park boy's life. You know. I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Oops, sorry. He had, he had piss jugs. That's you know. He's a trailer park guy. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, is that too adult for the show? It's I pretty really, adult. I, I often forget kids listen, but hey. Um, hey children? Not, not anymore. We got rid of them on this episode, so now we can say whatever we want. Going that's right. Ch- kids or parents, tell your kids. Explain what the explain what Uncle Bo just said, and, and it'll all be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's amazing. All right. Uh, so anyway, that chair's dumb. Oh, did they, was there a price? Uh it's expensive, if I remember right, uh, and I can't find the price. Crap. Is there a price? Oh, there's a competition. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, it's not expensive. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say $300. Yeah, probably 300 that chair. I'll bet John's right, somewhere in that range. I can't find it, though. Uh, but that's okay, because I'm never buying that dumb thing, ever. No, that's terrible. It's really bad. That's, that's an awful thing, and uh, I'm shocked that this, this is where we're starting today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if we can, just before we move on, and other quick news, you played one of my favorite clips to start the show, Resident Evil. Oh, this here? Jill. I, yeah, that one, yeah. And I just want to say, do you think the direction they gave Barry, if, he, if the actor was like, what can you tell me about this this Barry character? And they're like, well, he's a man that gets incredibly bored halfway through his sentences. Mm. Yeah, you listen, got, I think that's the guy. One more time. Let's this hear is it. the guy who has lost interest in what he has to say. Now that you've heard the way John described that, like that's possibly the working relationship he had with the voice director. Now listen to it with those ears. All right, here. Jill, here's a lockpick. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking, take it with you. Yeah, he's just... Like you can just hear audible sighs in his dialogue. It might be handy if you, the master of unlocking... Oh, I love Take it. Take it with you. You know why I used it today? It's because you're playing some DLC we're going to talk about later. And I, I don't yeah. know. It felt appropriate. Master I hope you unlocking. get to play it, man. I, oh, we may. Yeah. I may. I mean, there's talk. Those dolls are really pushing me in one direction, though. All right. Well, on that note, let's get to our big news. Well, 
there's a big story here. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a quiet week, if we're honest. It hasn't been a ton of like breaking holy crap news in the game games world. But there was there's a side. We won't be talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Well, we did in pre-show. So hey, if you're a patron, you got a bunch, you got a mouthful today. Go check that out. Or an earful. Nothing about your mouth. I'm thinking of McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, stuff. right. Earful. <laughs> you know, you said it. I didn't. I, didn't, I was like, yes. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying. Anyway, John Wick uh, is in the news for two reasons. One, there's a trailer out for Chapter Four, the new movie. It looks great and stupid mm-hmm. and wonderful, and I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, there has been rumors upon rumors, and it sounds like this is actually possibly happening. <laughs> there's going to be a John Wick AAA video game. Uh, whatever that means, which is the reason I'm bringing it up. Cause I think we can have a little bit of fun here talking about what we want out of that. Um, my guess is it's a shooter. If I had to guess, cause you know, they're oh, shooting. Well, you mean first what person makes you shooter, say or? something so bold? Scott? Uh, <laughs> uh, I would say first person, although I think of a tactical behind the back third person might be more fun with like can- uh, cover mechanics or something. It just feels like it would fit the character better than just a straight up first person shooter. Yeah. I mean, you can it's have like a blend of, I mean, it's like a blend of both. Like, because he's a martial artist as well, right? Yeah, that's true. And he's he's really good at this stuff for this movie. Like his his training, or the you always hear about the trainers who taught him how to be, you know, rolling around with a gun and and a sword at the same time, and and choreographing these crazy action scenes. They're all always raving about Keanu's ability in that arena. So I feel like you want to let him be a little athletic, a little parkourish if possible. And I like third person games versus first when it comes to the, that kind of gameplay. Um, but, and there's also, by the way, there's another John wick game. It's called, uh, shoot John wick hex. What is it? Hold on. Oh, the one oh, that came right. out, the one yeah. that was like a turn-based bit of business. Yeah. It's a hex something. It's a turn-based game that was well reviewed. Oh, here it is. John wick hex. And it was made by, <clears throat> see Mike Bethel he directed that he's known for Thomas was alone and some other stuff oh yeah we talked about him recently anyway uh that was a cool game came out in 2019 it was an epic only thing at the time I think it's everywhere now and people really quite liked it if I remember right let's see uh, it was nominated for a bunch of awards uh you know I don't know 75 out of 100 on Metacritic it seems decent anyway the point is like it's not like his first time to the, sh- the show and I actually kind of like they went with more of like an XCOM approach and it was unique because you would hide behind a cover and then your next move, you'd have to kind of plan out to be, are you going to roll over the thing, pop, pop that guy, pop, pop that guy, and then slug him with all your action points? Or are you going to go a different way? And then it would play out the way you said, it's pretty cool. Um, but maybe they can recreate that in a more action focused shooter. I, I, I don't know, but let's just go around. I mean, John, if you, if you were making the triple A John wick game, what do you want most? What do you want out think, of that thing? I think to me, the key elements that make John Wick John Wick is one, you have to have kind of aggressive bullet management. Mm. You can't have a game where ammo is just constantly plentiful because when I think of John Wick, I think of him having to reload, having to take the time to reload or decide if, you know what, I can't reload this gun. I'm dropping it and picking up another gun and then I'm going to keep going and that'll get me by for a little bit. And uh, that's what I'm going to use. And so I kind of feel like it needs to be a game where you're just not running over ammo constantly and never running out of bullets. Like it's a game where maybe you're you're kitted up heavy at the beginning and by the end you're like, I'm going to kill this guy so I can take his gun so I can fight these other guys here. Um, 
The other thing I think I associate with John Wick is the double tap and getting headshots, right. stuff like that. So right. I think it, it needs to be, you can't have bullet sponge enemies, uh, except for maybe, you know, like later levels. Although I'll tell you when they introduced in John Wick three, I think it was the people that were just wearing full body armor and he had to really focus on getting them in the face. That was the least I liked the movie. I didn't, I didn't love that, but you, <sighs> they certainly have like, you can see types where it's like, okay, these are heavily armored guys. You got to shoot them in the face and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I think of, you know, it's going to have to be something where you got lots of bad guys. Yeah. Uh, and they go down pretty easy because they're just people. Right. Um, but no, no health, no deep health pools. It's a puzzle. It's a combat puzzle game. Yeah, exactly. Because I also think part of what makes John Wick a hallmark is creative use of the environment. Like if it's just guns and martial arts, it's not John Wick either. Like it's like there's a piece of glass. I'm going to grab the piece of glass and stab the like whatever is available. There has to be it has to be like a puzzle game. That's why I think the hex thing sort of makes sense. But on a triple A basis. I think it still needs to reward. It can't just be an interactable like glass. Press X to use glass. Okay, great. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. you know, it needs to be. There's a piece of glass there. There's a broken stick. There's actually no. There's like a, a wall thing, and you threw a guy through it, and it made broken sticks. And now you can take the broken stick out and shove it in the guy's eyeball, right? Like, yeah. like, yeah. like. So I think I think John's right. No bullet sponges. Uh, limited ammo. Creative use of environment. Puzzle game. Interesting. I think I'm for both. uh, You both kind of convinced me that's what I want to. I don't think even if it's first person, that's still what I want. You want the AAA budget? When we talk AAA budget, it means they're going to pour it into graphics. So we're getting more Lawrence Fishburne and Ian McShane, which I'm not complaining. And Lance, uh, what's his name? Riddick? Lance Lance Riddick, yeah. Or Lance, not Riddick. Riddick? Riddick. I know his name's Lance. I just don't remember his last name. Hendricks, maybe. Um, No, that's Lance Hendrickson who plays Bishop. Well, the guy from The Wire, Lance... Yeah, it's Reddick, R-E-D-D-I-K. Reddick, yeah. yeah, Lance Reddick's great. That guy's awesome. You know, like get mocap those guys. Like that's probably where a lot of the budget's going to. But you know, you talk AAA. I'm like, let's make sure we have lots of interactables. Wouldn't mind a VR version, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> I wondered if you're going to bring it up, but <laughs> but 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 um, even just for a flat screen game, like make it a puzzle game. Like that, that's that's what John Wick's superpower is. Is solving the combat puzzle before anybody else can and then following up with his strength and dexterity but yeah, yeah. i think i agree i think those sound good i don't know what they're making it's still not totally confirmed but uh they better hurry isn't chapter four the last movie i think that's it no i think they're confirmed I think there's a five is there a fifth yeah okay yeah it, hmm not only have they confirmed five, but then I also think John Wick is confirmed to be appearing in some other movie. Oh, um, like oh. A, a tie-in. I hope they don't overdo Secret, it. He's in Secret Wars. They got yeah, He's gonna show up. He's gonna. <laughs> uh, he's gonna just be in there with everybody. Why not? Else. He's he would actually kind of maybe hold his own. I mean, he, it it is very implausible the amount of encounters he survived. It's, I it's, still it's think fantasy. Yeah. One day we get just like a crazy cool Assassin's Avengers movie and you've got Keanu as John Wick um, and you've got uh, Saul Goodman. I don't know why I can't think of his name from nobody in there. Yeah, um, I can't think of his name he's either. In there Bob Odenkirk. Thing. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of the movie that John Wick's supposedly going to be in. Uh, I think it's called, is it The Ballerina or Ballerina? Something like that. So it's a spinoff of the character. Is it a character we know? 
Like it's no, a girl. I think he's in it. I think it's like in universe sort of deal. Oh, okay. I'm fine with them expanding on that. I just don't want them to over, uh, overstay their welcome if they get lazy. Like I want them right. to really go for it. I want uh, the, this director's next project um, was something cool. What was it? Oh, shite. I'll have to look that up. There, He's on to something else, which means it sounds like it Did may be handed off. Did you do Train or am I... No, it was some, uh, the, the producers may have been shared there, but this is this director is a separate dude. Um, let's see. Let me just look real quick. John Wick. Um, he he got some hot new deal, and I can't remember what it was. It was a big whoop. Here it is. Chad Stiletsky, or however you say his name. His next thing is did not Deadpool. Hold on, that's stunts director. Um. Is it Black Samurai? Oh, Highlander. That's what it was. He's oh, making a Highlander okay. remake. Yeah. And uh, he's got, uh, it looks like Henry Cavill is going to be the Highlander. It's got um, uh, the Kurgan was somebody cool. I forgot. Oh, a, a Dave Batista is currently rumored as the Kurgan, the Kurgan guy. Ooh, I nice. mean, that sounds all right. I think I'm in on this guy making it, but he may be busy is my point. And who's going to make chapter five. Cause he's not down. He's not listed for chapter five. They might be filming four and five together. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fair point. I know season two of, and- I read somewhere that season two of Andor is already done shooting but as well. I mean, he's only made one, two, three, f- this will be his fourth film and they're all John Wick movies. <laughs> he was, so. uh, he was the stunt, the stunt double in the matrix. Film. Yeah. He was a stunt guy. I guess that's. Yeah, they had a, they was, had but he's literally Keanu's stunt double. He's in the Matrix. If you stop, you see when it's not Keanu. It's pretty obvious when it's not Keanu in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is that guy. He was also <laughs> was uh, awesome. second unit director for America, Captain America: Civil War, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine yeah. that this is just where you started something that becomes this beloved? Like that's that's pretty cool. That is great, right? Like yeah. you spend all your life getting beat up in stunts. And then you're like, I think I'll make a cool movie with a guy who can ninja with a gun, basically. And then he yeah, does. Yeah, I hope people like it, and now it's a franchise. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool uh, to be that guy, who, by the way, is my age. See? Never stop. <laughs> Never stop trying, everybody. Keep at it. One day. What's fun about John Wick is that he's a terrible person. He's a hitman. I don't think hitmen in real life are very wonderful well, he was. You know, like, they gave it I, up. I, just, I don't see myself being like, you know, he kills people for a living, but he's a good friend. It's yeah, nice he's a good pal. You I'm, know, it's like, and, and not only does he get hitman, he has killed the most people ever of all time. Yeah. First handed. <laughs> you know, it's he's like the best of but, but somehow he's the guy who's like, oh, he lost his dog. They killed his dog and his, he killed his girlfriend. I'm like, how many girlfriends? Has well, he it, was his, it was his wife. <laughs> yeah, he was married. But he, uh, his wife, but whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, it's like, it's just funny how movies are. It's like, he's the hero. He lost so much. And like, literally his kill count is like 5 million. You know, like, I think I the way know. it works is he is, uh, he's an unlikely hero because he did, he had that horrible past. He gave it up for marriage and dog life. And then he had, he got pulled back in. And so now he's like, oh, he has to now. Now yeah. it's just out about of, revenge. Out of, out of Marriage vengeance, and dog right? life. Dog life. I don't life. know why, but that, that, <laughs> made, that sentence sounded so normal when it came out. And then I just started thinking about what's dog life. I think. Sorry, uh, man. I got to give it up. I got dog life now. I got to worry about I'm dog saying, life. I, I root for him. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad for liking John Wick. I'm just saying. Yeah. 
it's it's funny how we're you know that's a it's just a we root for him. I'm like, yeah, we got a know, few, like we got a few heroes like that. I think we got like uh, yeah, you got Riddick, Riddick, got Darth uh, Vader, Wolverine. Wolverine's a good one. Vader, Vader's decent as an as an answer to that. Although well, he's a hero. It's yeah, more he did of, one good thing. He yeah. fought he the really. Clone Wars. <laughs> he, he think of all the wars he fought in for the good of the uh, Galactic Republic. That's true. Um, I'm trying to think. A hero. I'm trying to think of something that's more like, "Hey, I lived a dastardly life, and now I don't." Well, nobody was that movie, basically. Yeah, which was a lot yeah. like John Wick. I, I don't mean yeah, that. Nobody as a is another John Wick movie, but with Bob Odenkirk, like it's just, and it's fantastic, and it's great. It's, yeah, no complaints. It's just a fun part of movies. I know you overanalyze it, you ruin it, but like literally, I mean, every Arnold movie is like this too. It's like it's okay that he's murdering people. He's the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, uh, no matter what happened, and I just, I, 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 watching John Wick always, I think the first one was kind of okay because they didn't paint him as much to be the good guy, but I feel as the sequels go on, he's the underdog, you know, good guy, just angel of death. And it's because, uh, you know, wrong. I'm like, I enjoy the choreography and I like the action, but I'm always like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. that's how I think about John Wick. I'm, I'm never like, this guy's the hero. I'm like, wait, well, you know, this guy's he's a, got a giant I'm, box of gold, you know. It's, gonna it's go, all in uh, how it's framed, right? Like, think of the original uh, movie Alien. Mm-hmm. And in that movie, spoilers, it's a little old, so it's okay. You know, they they he gets the face hugger attached to him. They want to bring him on the ship. Uh, Sigourney Weaver says, no, we're not going to bring him on the ship. They're like, oh, it's to save his life. And she's like, no, it's against regulations. And then they let him in anyway. And everybody universally goes... Man, they should have listened to Sigourney Weaver. Like, what? Everybody else is such an asshole. But I'm telling you, you do that same movie where you care more about the guy who gets the face hugger, where he's the hero of the story, and she would be the worst character in the movie. His life was in danger, and she didn't want to let him on the ship. You know, it's so easy to just shift the framing. And mm. the exact same narrative, all of a sudden, now the person you're rooting for is the villain. It doesn't take much. No, yeah. no. I don't think you're really supposed to root for John Wick. I think you're just supposed to enjoy the movie. But it's just, I always find it funny the way the whole impetus is. It's simple, right? Killed my wife. I'm going to get revenge. Yep. Killed my dog. I'm going to get revenge. It's just yep. a revenge movie. Yeah. And Marriage it's fine. And it's great. But it's just, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, sometimes it just feels like they kind of slant things. You know, like Godfather, the Godfather trilogy. Nobody's a good guy or bad guy. They're all just the characters they are right well maybe he's I just always it's, fine is the it's the one hero versus the the hordes of he's looking of, for redemption that's that that's the idea right you got to get yeah. redemption somehow and john wick is on the path to redemption how is he doing it by killing a load more people i mean at yeah. some point he's got to find time. jesus Dog life. like that's that's how the movie ends right he has is <laughs> one more person to kill yeah and then he says, no, what would Jesus do? And he puts the gun down and he gets killed and that's his redemption. Oh, man, yeah. you may have just spoiled the uh, five, chapter five. I don't know. Maybe. It Maybe. Is. I don't know. But I feel like, I mean, you know, he's killed so many people. It's like, who else? Unless they start getting into like, that's the other thing that's funny about the movie. It's like, it's the secret lives of Hitman. Mm. I'm like, how do you hide 5,000 corpses? Like, no, these are the, are all police that bad? You know it's what I mean? It's, like, it's a different universe though. It's like, a, like it's, it's, Oh, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not like present fiction. It's like, it's a Marvel parallel universe. Sort of. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I mean, it, it is like, an interesting theory. There's I, I, a whole I, Hitman economy. Like, 
Yeah, I know. That's and, what I mean. Like, but it's, it's still like, set it, it in our realistic. world. The first movie was a little bit okay, believable. And they're like, oh, we need to put it on John Wick, and everyone's got typewriters and CRT monitors. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. We, we got into comic book land, which yeah, is fine. That's fine which too. Fine, I agree. It didn't do it. But the it was first a one. shift. Yeah, it was a shift. I agree yeah. with that. It was a shift. And also, my biggest complaint about the series is a dumb one, but I'll but I'll say it. I think uh, Leguizamo should be in all of these. And he was yeah. just the mechanic in the first one. And he should have stuck around for other stuff because I really like that guy. And I, I don't love know me why. some leg. Yeah. Leg yeah. was on some, your, le, your leg was on. Man, leg was on man. I love me some leg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I was just channeling. That's how he's like, right? I think, yeah, you broke my, the car. I got to fix it again. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't remember. It's been a while. It's been a little bit. I don't think that was exactly it, but it was John Wick's like, ballpark. love me some leg. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's his famous line. Well, it'll be fun to see what they do. We'll, of course, talk about it here on yeah, the show. That's right. He was Luigi Mario. He was Everybody Luigi Mario. Yeah. Luigi Mario. And he's in that new uh, Christmas thing, uh, 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 Bloody Night. No, uh, the, the one with David Harbour is Santa Claus. That looks great. And uh, John Logazamo's the, um, the the bad guy that breaks into this house and takes everybody hostage. Have you guys seen the trailer for this? No, not yet. Okay, nope. later on, I'll put nope. it in our Discord and you'll lose your minds. It looks great. It basically, oh, you know cool? what it is? It's like, let's take John Wick. Let's take... Uh, die hard, and then let's let's have an R rating, and then let's jam it into a Christmas movie with an a guy who's supposed to be actual real Santa Claus, played by David Harbor. It looks amazing. Oh wow! Really? Love David Harbor. You'll love like, this trailer. He's, then he's great. Okay. He's playing actual Santa Claus in an action movie. He's playing actual Santa Claus, and the trailer is violent as hell, and it looks Holy awesome. Shit, why haven't we done this yet? I mean, that's crazy. Look, that's a great idea. It's it's. I mean, they sort of tried. Like David Harbor, this it fits. No, David Harbor's yeah. perfect, but they tried to do this with Mel Gibson a couple of years ago. I don't know if you guys saw that one. <laughs> No, it was. It wasn't as good. It wasn't Mel very Gibson good. Gibson is Santa Claus. Yeah, but the idea was that oh, Santa's got a bunch of guns and grenades, and he can fight back, and you know all this. I feel like the problems with Mel Gibson as Santa Claus just write itself. Like I feel like it's a. I feel like it's an avenue you don't even need to talk about to yeah. really understand where where this series might have some issues. I saw it and sort of enjoyed it, but this looks way better than that. Um, so if you. If you if you haven't seen this trailer, everybody, watch it. It's great. It's very very cool. All right, uh, hey, let's move on to this uh, this email we got from a patron. We started doing these patron showcases. All right, so we got one here from Carl Wilcox, and he says this: What do you think Nintendo needs to do to bring their next console, or uh, sorry, needs to bring to their next console slash iteration in light of the Game Pass Steam Deck world? I would list Nintendo as the weakest offering at this point. I wonder what did or sorry what you think they need to do to be on top again, or if it's even possible for them. Um, I don't think they worry about on top anymore. I think they just want to be Nintendo and they do Nintendo things, and I think they'll keep doing that. And I think a new iteration of the Switch makes sense. It'll be more powerful. It'll do 4K finally. It'll be a better portable and a better device. It won't be to a loss leader because Nintendo doesn't do loss leaders. Right, they don't do that. So I think they're probably fine. I think they're going to be fine. The best-selling games in uh, uh, or the the top-selling games before Call of Duty hit this year were like Splatoon three, 
Um, Mario Kart 8 is still like fifth or sixth on the list of this running total top 10. They're like the Dark Side of the Moon, uh, Pink Floyd album of the of video games. They just never leave the top 40. Um, I think they're fine. They're just, it's 2017 when that thing came out. It's been a bit. You know, I think I'm ready for something new from Nintendo. I'm not that stoked about what they're doing right now, but I think an iteration on the Switch um, is a good idea. I think them trying to get gimmicky again, like they tend to do every other, is a bad idea. So I hope they break their trend and don't what make it. What if a- Nintendo announced a VR headset? You'd be excited. <laughs> what would if they said if, if tomorrow a black and red, <laughs> it's got black and red like version of Switch, like just something like yeah. But didn't they what make would that? You think? You Bad did. move, good. Move. Would you be like, this is gimmick move? Like, what if just, they called it Virtual Boy Two? Yeah, yeah. Or why not? We boy. I would, I would call it a bad move. Yeah. I would also yeah. do that. Um, I there's yeah, that's there's, what I mean. It's not their strength, right? Like experimentation in that way is not their strength. I think. Yeah. Look, everybody's got something in the works. It, whether they ever release anything or not, everyone's got a VR lab right now. All these companies now. Bet Nintendo does too. Would they ever release anything? I don't know. I think they're probably watching the market to see what happens. I'm, I'm telling I, I you, it exists. It's made out of cardboard, and you put it together with your kids. <laughs> Oh, that's right. They did have that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that. Oh, and they that. do. They, they they had some AR stuff too, right? Like, didn't they have a racer that was like, like AR? Oh yeah, yeah. Where you build your own Mario Kart and then yeah. you race it around, and it it puts the Mario Kart track on top uh, of it. That what? was cool, but it was mostly from like actual. Like I saw it and I was like, oh man, this is really neat. And I watched a couple people play with it, and I was like, this is great. This is really great stuff. And then what it eventually just became was fun cat videos from a Mario Kart perspective. Yeah. And people just used them for cat videos and tormenting cats. And <laughs> that was also good, yeah, but was, probably not the future of technology think, we were I think the, the main, like, I might have a beef with Nintendo having low-tech equipment, but it works for them, and their IPs are successful, so my comments are stupid. But... They're going to release something when it makes sense. Hopefully, that's just Switch 2. They're taking notes on Steam Deck. Not It might not even be better than Steam Deck, but certainly they're taking notes on Steam Deck because I imagine it'll be Switch 2. It'll be like a Steam Deck, plug into your TV, but also be an awesome handheld. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, the store carries over and none of this. Well, we're on a new OS. Your game's still oh, See, that hopefully would be, that a, that'd be a with. big boon for them, actually, if they did that. Um, that would be yeah, because your library carrying over is people using your stuff. I think the one thing Nintendo, and Nintendo does need to make zany products. They're a toy company. Like they, right. That novelty is what they trade on. That's their, even if you laugh at what they do, it's their life bread. Or what? It, life, life bread. bread. <laughs> <laughs> <their> life bread. <laughs> you know, yeah, I yeah. changed today's title to marriage, <laughs> marriage and dog life, but I'm starting to think marriage and dog life isn't as good as life bread. <laughs> life bread. <laughs> well, I think we can have all of it, can't we? I can but put marriage and dog life bread. I guess I dog could life bread. <laughs> dog life bread. <laughs> what the core version thing? of eat, pray, love? Yeah, <laughs> dog <laughs> life bread. This is what happens if I take too long to get to my point. I say stupid things, <laughs> derail everything. Um, the one thing I want to say was they need to release games faster. Their their first IP, like it just feels like it takes forever. Yeah, for Breath of the Wild to come out it takes forever to get a Metroid. It takes, but meanwhile we got Bowser's Fury, which I'm sure is great. It but is. you know, it's like it's really we're good. looking for. 
every generation of console, we want what? We want a Kirby. We want a Mario. We want a Link. Like, we know everyone, everyone wants the same things. Like, freaking launch them faster, please. Mm. Yeah. I think they do spread them out a little bit so that they can, you know, like they just put out numbers that the Kirby game is the highest selling Kirby game of all time, uh, which doesn't surprise me given the Switch's install base. But I, I agree. I would like these things sooner. Like, this Breath of the Wild sequel. I feel like it's going to be another crossover. If they don't hurry up, this is going to be another one of these Twilight Princess or, for that matter, Breath of the Wild generational gap games where it's like, well, originally it was made for the Switch, but it'll also now work on the Switch too, just like the first one was originally a Wii U game that also worked on the Switch, and Twilight Princess was a GameCube game that also worked on the Wii. And that's weird to me. Yeah. When they do that. So I wish they Especially would be Especially because their consoles already look and generally run about a generation behind. So then you're getting a game that was from the previous generation yeah. now kind of making its way onto a console that feels a generation behind. But Nintendo's weird. Like to answer the question directly, what do they need? Nothing. What like what it, Nintendo continues to succeed despite itself. Like People who are into video games and all that all have answers about what Nintendo should do. Nintendo's doing fine. Yeah. But do they use a the proprietary 3D engine? Sorry, I interrupted you, John. For that Sorry. game, yeah. Oh, yeah. For for Breath of the Wild, absolutely. That's a Nintendo thing. I, I just wonder because, you know, they're talking about Unity in the chat room, and I'm like, well, it does save time to use. I don't think that's Unity. I wonder how much when they're making games they're developing from scratch or how much spaghetti code yeah. it is. Over I mean, I think a lot of AAA stuff, unless they say, hey, we've switched to Unreal 5 or whatever, like the way The Witcher's doing or the, the CD Projekt Red stuff's moving all to Unreal 5. Prior to that, though, that was their own internal engine. I think in Nintendo's case, this is a home-built thing, as best I know. I could be wrong. Somebody tell us otherwise. But anyway, John, sorry. Where were you? You were saying a thing. Uh, just that Nintendo is like they just do their own thing and it works for them. And it, I think it moves on the value of their IP and like we can have answers and we can say like, oh, I'd, I'd pay a subscription to have access to, you know, their vault of games, not just a weird selection that they kind of pick and choose. Or, you know, I would buy a system that has proper backwards compatibility or I wish that they would put out something that technologically was comparable to current gen instead of you know the generation previous but they haven't been doing that for a while and they've been doing fine for a while yeah. and so i don't feel like they need to do any of that but it would all still be on a wish list of mine sure yeah and we are finally getting to a place where the curve is kind of flat in terms of big jumps between generations so they can get away with a lot more and have it look good, especially their their IPs are you know big, fun, cartoony looking affairs, and they look great on Switch. Like that stuff looks awesome because it doesn't need to be photorealistic, and it's enough power to do that. In truth, the PS5 or the PS3 and the 360 era would have also produced those kinds of graphics really well, and did in a lot of cases. So they're just kind of riding that. Um, I think that that's still their future. I, I don't see them ever trying to be... They're never going to do that thing again where they're competing on the cutting-edge uh, specs. It just won't happen. I would be I would be shocked if they cared about that ever again because they just, they've just they done fine without it and maybe better without it because they can also, not like, like Bo said, not be lost leaders when they first launch a console. They don't have to lose a bunch of money to do it. And they're Nintendo. They got all these IPs. They're just going to print money. I would love to be if I was if I was any of these companies. I think I'd want to be Nintendo. 
because even though they got their problems and they should get their internet shit worked out and their backwards compatibility, all that stuff, they're just fine. <laughs> they're doing good. They got what they got and they're good. They're going fine. They have their dips and their issues, but I don't know, man. I mean, they were able to open a theme park. I feel like if you're able to open a theme park, things are all right. Yeah. I feel like that's hard to do unless your IPs are that strong. And so who gets away with that? Uh, you know, Mickey Mouse got away with it, and and rightly so for the time. Uh, freaking the Looney Tunes cartoons with the Six Flags stuff, good combo. But again, that was a partnership. Who else mm-hmm. could get away with having their own theme park? Hardly anything. I think Blizzard could do it if they really cared or wanted to, or uh, maybe, I think. Or maybe not. I don't not know. anymore. Maybe not anymore. They hey used Dave to could. Blizzard maybe could have pulled it off. They used to could do it. I always thought they could do a thing with like uh, uh, Universal and say... There's this whole, like Harry Potter does with Universal. It's like, oh, here's a whole section of the park that's just Blizzard World. And here's Overwatch. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it makes more sense as a partnership. I mean, well, and that's, that's what the Nintendo one is. Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo is like kids, though, right? Like, well, I feel like kids like to go out and go places. I, I feel like, you know, my ass just wants to sit at home, play Hearthstone. I don't need to go <laughs> ride on the flying cards. Yeah, but I'd, I'd want to go once. I love Hearthstone, but no. I want to see, like, I want to see the Mario, Super Mario World, whatever, the place. I want to do, I want to at least one time see that. Either when they finish the one in Florida or wherever it's going, uh, or go to Japan sometime and see the one there. But I do want to see that one time. I don't need to go back. Just one off. What if, oh, man, hmm. It'd be kind of great. I just had a weird thought. Do it. Lay it if out. we, like, took core on the road. Yeah, or we went core on the road and all met up in Japan. Let's do it. Let's go. And did a core from the Mario World. You're gonna need a lot of patrons. They'll they'll kick you out. I know. That's why I'm like, well, no. They'll kick you out and throw you in the ocean if you say Mario. Hey, look, I can dream. I'm just (laughs) dreaming about all of us hanging out together doing something cool in Japan. You just can't say Mario. And I would bring my VR camera and film it all in VR too while we're tossing up fantasies. Let's just throw it all on. That's it. I'm sorry, Canadian man, but you are not allowed to say Mario in this. In in the, I think I can just sort of pick. Sure, like the core, the magazine, the podcast cover. It's the three of us in Japan at Mario World. You know, it's yeah, Mario World. Yep, or Mario <laughs> World. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm at least trying to give Taz the man some ideas for his next issue. Maybe if you could Photoshop pictures of us and oh, Super Mario Land and make that a magazine. If you guys cover. don't follow Taz the Man on Twitter, go follow his freaking covers he does for Core. That's a great Patreon goal, though. <sighs> I want to make I want to make that magazine. So bad. Every time I see him do that, I go, oh, can we just please print this? It's a really good job of the covers. Like, it looks like an actual. No, he's a pro, dude. Dude's a pro. He's a real pro. All right. Core road trip. Well, road, plane. Let's just think about it. Let's sleep on it, okay? We don't have to decide it all today. Let's just say there's a world of possibility and one in which. We go to Super Mario World, I mean, boys. We can figure out the number and say when our patron level hits here, we just do it. What you know? You know the Trailer Park Boys. They went across. You know they got Netflix to give them some yeah. money, and they made a show out of going to. What if? What they if we could Europe. get them? To, like we make a movie about three nerds going to pilgrimage to Super Mario World. Yeah, why not? We're entertaining. Sure, we can show them our listenership and just say, "Get us uh, Dan Trachtenberg or something, and let's go." Look, <laughs> I, the three of us just need to be. We need to have a core side move in the in vegas for tms that way where it's not too crazy this is just a step toward the the tokyo trip but mm-hmm. you know we start there i know enough people love core that go to that they would all and if we told people hey core's going to vegas in april or whatever people would lose their minds 
And then we'll have that. And then we'll be like, ah, oh, see, that was great. Now everybody belly up for uh, let's get us to Tokyo. I'll bet we'd have a better chance. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking less of a, it being a fan event, more of it being a, you know, a video a ro- a road trip. A trailer Park uh, Boys goes gotcha. to, a, a you know, videography. Yeah. yeah. Who would film? We have a thing. film. We, we have Dan go with us. Is that your idea? Dan Trachtenberg was okay. my first idea. Because he's got nothing be, else. We yeah. might not make it to final draft, but. <laughs> <laughs> I da- knowing Dan personally and knowing what he's up to right now, I think he's going to be out of our league. He's got a lot yeah, well, of very I mean, cool you know, shit going on. You never know who's listening. Maybe Phil wants to come. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, you want to come with it? Wanna, Xbox can sponsor it. I mean, we talk glowingly about it. I think we'd be great ambassadors. At Super- <laughs> Imagine Xbox sponsoring a podcast trip to Nintendo. Yeah, this ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. It sounds amazing. I love this. It sounds like something we would make fun of if it wasn't us, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, sure. Yeah, we would be the butt of every other joke, but who cares? We're in Japan. <laughs> well, uh, maybe I'll float this idea to uh, who knows? Maybe maybe War Chief Gaming wants to uh, sponsor the trip. I'm talking to Metzen tomorrow. You guys will be getting a uh, there, bonus there uh, bonus episode of Core here shortly, where uh, Metzen lays a few excited. things out. And maybe I'll I'll float this stupid idea in front of him and see what he says. I mean, maybe if he comes, that would attract some investor. It'd be the Core at, with Chris Metzen. Oh, it could At be Super Mario World. Yeah, Mario. And if Chris is on the fence, tell him we can visit the Transformer. I'm sure there's Transformer stores there. We can visit them all. Oh, he loves the Transformers. So yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah, robots in disguise. All. Yeah, he's into it. We'll all bring all of our families. It'll be a big family trip, but you know, then it'll be the core videography crew. Yeah, doing what we do. Yeah, and the kids and the wives and all that. They can stay in the hotel and oh, do yeah. whatever they do. I guess the families. Well, you, you you bring your mom, Bo. She's cool. No, your sister? How about your sister? <laughs> Both, like, not invited. How about your sister? Well, no, because I mean, it's we're going. I'm like we're going to Mario World, you know. I mean, it's you know. Does she say know. Mario? I, I think very independently. I'm single, so it's just, uh, sorry, I forgot. Does she say Mario? Like, we got to bring all the family. I was like, oh, it's not how I pictured it. It's fine. Totally bring the. family. If I walked up to your mom and said, "Hey, Mrs. Uh, Schwartz." Or whatever she no, goes let's by. Her, let's call her Heinelka. All right. How, oh my God, I can't even say that word. <laughs> what if I walked Hungarian up to her? Name, it's H A J N A L K A. Heinelka. 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 If and I said to Heinelka, hey, if I said to her, how do you say Mario? What would she say? Would she say Mario or Mario? It's a Canadian thing. We all say Mario up here. Okay. I think it's a Canadian thing. Well, this is the problem. Our two countries will never truly come together until we get that solved. The way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. We have our differences. But you know where else they say Mario, Scott? Uh, New York, where do they? Mario is from. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they I've, do. I have New York friends that say Mario. And Mario well, yeah, says Mario. They know his name is Mario, but they say Mario with the accent. But everybody says Mario because Mario says Mario. It's not like there's the, the final word is the guy who's named Mario and he says yeah, it's a me, me Mario. A Mario. He doesn't go it's yeah. a me Mario. He doesn't do that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a pro, it's not a problem. Look, it's just kind of funny. Okay, Princess yeah. Leia calls Han Han and Han over the course of Empire Strikes Back. She says it both ways. Yeah, but and that's, no, at no point does he go it's Han. Princess. Yeah, but that's you, Turtleneck you it, Lucas. Right. That's Turtleneck Lucas's fault. He's not telling him the right deal. He's not he's not making it clear on set. <laughs> Turtleneck Lucas. <laughs> He's always got <laughs> turtlenecks on that guy. I can't help it. That's all I can see. He's yeah, going, hey, uh, uh, hey looks- fellas, what's going on? I got a turtleneck on. Check it out. My movie's good. Def- anyway. Definitely circumcised. <laughs> 
he corrected them, but they just didn't hear him. He just did it too meekly from the back. Actually, uh, okay, Han, go ahead. Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> I love this fake version of of uh, George. Anyways, it's just an idea. Let's sleep on it, right? Let's all right, not we'll get too crazy, it. but you know, it's just a. Uh, we're going to sleep on it. Yeah, we're going to sleep on it, folks. We'll let you know. Now let's talk about two things with this next sound clip. First thing is, last week we were like, wait, where did that come from? And I scrubbed and couldn't find it. I found it. Oh, really? It's Bonk's Adventure for the TurboGrafx-16 is where that came from. Nice. And I cap- I capped it because I was just skimming through some ROMs and I went, I need a good jingle here what do we got and that one played and went oh that's pretty good and then i forgot all about it well now i know people pointed it out i went back and looked it is absolutely the original bonks adventure for the turbo graphic 16 a fine game by the way it was a good game i enjoyed cool it cool title i was turbo graphic 16 was always like made my other consoles seem crappy and i never had one yeah yeah i got a net or i don't know if it was super nest at the time you know yeah it would have been super nest but that's a turbo graphics with an x 60 yeah yeah, yeah so. that's what Gen- Nintendo don't and Jenna said or Jenna's side. Anyway, hmm. uh, let me <laughs> let's get into what we played. So you guys have uh, kept up your Marvel Snap. I've been playing as well, but very casually. John, you finished in gold. Nicely done. I did. I finally got out of silver. I got into gold before that season was up. Which number is uh, gold? I yeah. don't know. It's not high. <laughs> it's not. I high. thought it sounds high because, like, we're used to a world where, like, platinum's about as high as you go. Maybe something, maybe diamond beyond platinum. Marvel mm. snaps like no, like gold isn't even a quarter of the way up the ladder. It's like it's iron, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, diamond, infantarium, nauseum. Vibranium is one of them. Yeah. Vibranium, yeah. adamantium, mm-hmm. infantanium. Like it just keeps going and going. Gold is not high. So uh, if it, if that sounds impressive to anyone, don't be. Uh, I, I was just wondering about the rank number because I wanted to know how you deranked. Yeah, do you have your phone many, handy? Because oh, season, I went back. I went back to iron. <laughs> what I go back ad- to ten. Oh, yeah, geez. I went back to ten, and what an adventure that was to go from uh, trying hard to rank up in gold to going back down to iron, where I just continued to watch the most bizarre moves I've ever I've ever seen. There was one match where, based on the two, uh, so one of them opened up, and it was the one no cards can be played here on turn six, mm. and then the next one opened up, and it was no cards can be played here on turn four, and then I played storm. Uh, on turn five or, or turn four. So when it came to turn six, you could literally play cards nowhere. The entire board was closed down by turn six. You couldn't play in any lane. I was winning every lane. I snapped and they're like, oh, I got a good feeling about this. And they, oh, left. they snapped too. Oh my <laughs> they, God. They snapped too. And I won and I took eight. I was like, what is this for? There was no, you you couldn't even play a card. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen in this turn where nobody could play anything? Yeah, but, low, uh, low ranks. I mean, either it's bots or people, kids or people who don't know math. Yeah, it was. If you, if you are not really great at the additions and multiplying, mm-hmm. you know, this game's going to be challenging for you. <laughs> it was really alarming. Stages. 
Yeah. Uh, but I did find a deck that I was ultimately happy with. Um, I kind of got out of the the gimmicky decks of like, oh, I want something that's all on reveal, or I want something that's all just about powering up or all destroying other cards. And I just kind of, I ultimately landed on a deck that's a, a mishmash of a lot of things and good answers to a lot of what I was doing before, which was like having a singular focus for the deck. It's like, oh, well, if they do this... I have this card that counters it. And if they do this, I have this card that counters it. And I ended up finding a lot of fun in that play style because I know last week I said the the part I was having a hard time with was I didn't like getting off the deck that I was playing. I'm having a lot of fun with this because it's a lot of good play, like counterplay in there. I added Killmonger to my deck, which, by the way, if you're out there, put Killmonger in your deck. There is nothing, especially at low ranks, like it's not as common as you as you climb. Like I didn't get to use him effectively very much in gold. Once I dropped back to iron, oh man, Killmonger became fun again because people will just, they'll throw out squirrels and a ton of level one cards just to like power them up. And you just sit on that Killmonger card and you just watch them power up a bunch of level one cards and you're like, this is going to go so bad for you. And they fill up their entire board and superpower them and then you just play it and their entire side is wiped out in a single move and you just go, "What? welcome to the higher ranks. This is what it's like up here. You, you, don't, get to, you don't get to play that way anymore. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but I did hit, um, I did hit a new frustration point with the game, oh. uh, which is I am now into pool three and Bo talked a little oh, bit no. about this. I have yep. dipped my toe in pool three, which means I am encountering all sorts of weird shit in terms of cards. Yep. Uh, tons of stuff I've never seen before. Tons of stuff I don't have answers to and no steady, easy to understand quick path to obtaining the cards to go along with. Yeah. It. You, you like, you're in that period at the beginning of the pool where you have to suffer through playing games, like suffer losing, suffer playing through the games in order to earn the cards until you start building, having something viable to build or having options to figure things out. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm working my way through it and I'm, I'm starting to do okay now, but yeah, you're like, oh, what's Doc Octopus? Okay, there's Doctor. Okay, Ultron. Okay, like it's just every game. It's like Mister Negative combo deck. Okay, oh, uh, you know Captain Marvel. Oh, okay. Like everything's yeah. like I didn't see that coming because I didn't knew that card exists for like thirty games or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. like there's a card I didn't see before. Can't plan for that. So. I had one just before the show where somebody was like, they, they put down armor in the middle lane to prevent cards from being destroyed. And I had enchantress to counter it, but I didn't really know what they were doing. It didn't seem to be that harmful. And they just kept really stacking that middle lane. And I was like, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing this. And I was thinking of all the cards I knew and understood. And I was like, I don't know what they're going for. I think I still win this. And then they played um, the the destroyer and he oh, came right, through yeah. <laughs> and his whole thing is he just destroys all the cards in every lane. Except his own, his if own, they're, uh, his except team, if they're right? protected. Yes. His own team. Yeah, yeah. But it, I ended up playing it too. Cause my recent new addition to my team is I played the leader. Uh, because I have a deck that's very strong at leading. Oh, leader's annoying turn, as shit. And I yeah. love the leader. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love him a lot because it's really like a maintain status quo card. And um, 
I, I have found that I do really well with it. Well, then I played the destroyer and uh, decimated my own team by doing it. So it wasn't it wasn't great. And I just no, you got to play ar- that card. You got to play armor with the destroyer or things that want to be destroyed like a Nova or something like that. Yeah. Wow. So it's <laughs> it's crazy, but it is such a fun game. It's still really good. Uh, but I am hitting that point where I'm like, I'm genuinely thinking about like, maybe I should sink more money into this because this will at least speed up the process a little bit. I don't know if I'm going to, but this initial Man, like wading been- into pool three is rough. You haven't spent any money yet, though. I think it's still pretty good that you're even at pool three at this time. So, um, I've spent a little. Like, I, I, I haven't spent a ton. I bought both of the season passes because I'm like, I'm playing enough. I might as well earn the XP. So I got both season passes. I got the starter pack, and then I think I might have done an additional ten bucks or so at some point. So I'm not highly invested in it. I would say more than what is like kind of at a basic level hmm. but uh yeah i've put a little bit of money in it oh huh. do you think i mean how much you're willing to put into it have you thought about that like i i as long as i'm actively playing i'm willing to continually buy the season pass as season okay come. yeah same okay that's like, a good I, it's, it's my toilet game it's my toilet and i'm supposed to go to bed game yeah and, and think uh, of the money you're yeah. saving on not buying a twitter subscription you just spend it on this yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I could spend ten bucks, or I could get more credits. Yeah, do, do, do this. Like, I'd rather give it to Ben Brode than freaking uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. So that sounds good. All right. So there's that. Also, Overwatch Two, having fun. Pretty stoked about the new tank. I don't know if anyone's looked at it, but uh, it's the leader of the Null Sector, uh, called Ramatra. How do you say the name of the damn thing? Is a robot. Uh, Ramatra, Ramatra. Oh, Ramatra. I think it's how you say it. Uh, Wait, is he out now? No, he's uh, coming with the next season, but um, I'm excited about it because he looks, I don't know. He just, oh, that reminds me. I got to play. I'm like, I'm near max rank on that battle pass. I'd hate to let that lapse. Oh, you can't let that. I think it still goes for another. We we got some time, I think. I just got to mark it in my calendar so I don't forget. But um, yeah, Ramatra, however you say it, he, he he i think it's a he looks like a complete badass i love the idea of an omnic tank um he just looks all ninja and tough and stuff we don't know a ton we know a little about what he's going to do but i'm kind of excited about that character so uh still still really into overwatch enjoying the hell out of it uh he's he gives me megatron vibes oh like he's not like like megatron's like a of course, he's a cartoon character, but Megatron's just like, eh, we kill Autobots because we're the Decepticons. And this is definitely more fleshed out of a, you know, the. but he's like, the robots are my people. Mm-hmm. You know, he has definitely has a, a anti-human vibes to him. Sure. Like sympathetic. Like, obviously, you're like, yeah, humans are dicks and they're being bad to robots, but he's ruthless. So he's a bad guy. Yeah. But Got yeah, staff. Like, I actually kind of dig what he is from the fiction and stuff. I think he's cool. I, I, he's, I do too. He looks like he's, he's big he's and Megatron of the overwatch world. I think. Yep. I was glad to see also that they, the, the first two heroes of this of this push are, uh, are healer and tank because we have plenty. We have so much damage right now. It's like a million yeah. damage characters. Keep focusing on those two other sides and that'll be good for the game. Anyway, uh, there's that, um, Bo and I bought among us VR today. 
but neither of us have played it yeah. yet, right? Have we played? I have it? to buy it on Steam though, because I forgot about that dumb thing. If you want to stream games, stream VR, like you should do it on your P- like yeah, Steam, which I did too. It's only ten bucks, so you know, I figured if I yeah, yeah, it's still a big deal. I'll just, I'll play it for a refund on Oculus, but yeah. But I definitely it's, did, um, and I got it today, and I haven't looked at it yet, but the reviews are strong. People are like, oh, my gosh, you won't believe how good this is in VR. It's a good experience, so I'm going to play that. So uh, do we have plans, or we'll talk? We Let's, need to make uh, plans, because I want to play for weekend? sure. Yeah, and, like, are we, you know, is it just you and I? Are we going to do listener, like, frog pants? We could do whoever wants to, if we can make a team and more people can join and have VR, because I don't think it crosses over with the with the regular Among Us 2D game. We talk about it on core, because then we can be like, listen, bring your headset. Yeah, meet us in the yard. We're yeah. gonna play. What's your week? You know, tomorrow, yeah. Saturday. Yeah, something like that. I really want to play this with people. So, looking yeah. forward to it. I mean, it's, this seems like a not a play with strangers kind of game. I'm sure, you could do that too, but I would rather at least initially try it out with friends. Yeah, yeah, for me, sure. So. And I assume this thing's got it'll do voice, which the current game doesn't do in game. They have a bunch of shortcuts for phrases and stuff. So when you're in the voting process, you can indicate who you think did it or whatever if you're playing with randos i assume this thing will have i haven't looked i assume it has like spatial audio like you can talk in the world and i would assume that, that too but i don't know maybe you have to join discord we'll but vr out. is different because it's annoying you know a lot not everyone wants to log into discord while they're on their headset jumps so. in the chat says it's it is proximity voice so Okay. It will right. be like if you're down the hall, I'll be able, I can yell and you'll tell that I was down the hall when I yelled it. Right. Yeah. So you know you, you just worry about a bad behavior and proximity chat, yeah. obviously, you know. Yeah. Which I'm sure you I can, don't yeah. worry about it. I just I'm not in the mood for it, right? <laughs> I want to play a fun game with people and this guy's calling me, you know. Yeah. Whatever. I tend to I, I will usually mute that stuff unless it's full of people I know. So Yeah, I guess that's we'll true. See. I'm excited about it, though. We'll see how it goes. Um, All right. Let's get to games that I played. Um, I'm obsessed with a new game. Obsessed with it. I've spent 12 hours in this game. This game ruined most chances of me playing other games this week, which is why my list is uh, unusually small here. Yeah, I guess that's a good that's a good set not segue because you just started. <laughs> but it's a good time to bring up how many games you finished recently. We do have a competition going with John. I know. Um and I've got this one I I mean I there's probably an end to this one, but it sure is a it's not gonna be quick. Um there's a lot to unlock in this game. But anyway, you've heard me talk in recent weeks and John before that about the Vampire Survivor game and then uh, games that have been sort of spawned around it that are very similar. Uh, people are calling them action roguelikes, which is, I, I don't know if there's a better term yet, but it is kind of a weird subgenre unto itself. Kind of dual stick meets roguelike progression. Vampire survivors like, yeah. Yeah, we don't know what else to, to call them, but um, vampire survivors I, I I enjoy, but I've I've liked these others more because they're they're doing twists that I think make them more fun games. And I found one that has got me completely by the short hairs. And the game is called Soulstone Survivors. Um, they they got survivors in the title. It must be real. Anyway, um, <laughs> yep, I picked this up. It's official. That's how you know it's official. I picked this up, and it's 3D. That is the first one of these that I've messed with that is a 3D engine and not just some top-down 2D thing, uh, like others I've talked about previously. Um, it starts out like you expect one of these to start, a little bit slow. The first character you get is this tank character. Uh, they keep it nice and simple in that regard. You have the appropriate bonuses for a character like that. 
the art style in the menus reminds me a lot of um for the king kind of that polygon chunky character design yeah uh, if you know what i'm talking about it's a bit like that um when yeah, it's a, like a torchlight or what was the battle right battle rights oh yeah you know what battle like rights good example that's a great good call it's a lot like that um but the top-down gameplay is you know you're you're none of that really matters because you're it's it's far enough away where everything's you know just sort of there but anyway um you you play like you do in those games if you've played them at all you'll know what happens you you kill a bunch of dudes you collect the xp they leave they're in the form of glowy little yellow xp balls uh you get a choice of upgrades when you level up and then you choose those upgrades or recycle them depending on your abilities and then move on um you can have up to six weapon types running at the same time and you can swap those out with replacement weapons if you want later. Uh, or you can just skip those and just keep augmenting your abilities. You find a build you like, you can ignore those. Um, it gets crazy. This the, this is the thing I think why I'm so hooked on it. Vampire survivors and others like it tend to be really slow paced. Like it's a lot of very creepy crawly slow stuff. Nothing's moving very fast. This game is fast out of the gate. Uh, or faster, I should say, uh, way less methodic in the early stages. Um, you have a dash button and you can dash in and out of combat pretty frequently. You can also get more dashes as you go. Also, you can unlock them in the main menus if you've earned it. But dashes are crucial and, ama- and they they just feel great. So something gnarly is about to happen. Somebody puts a big red poo on the ground and it's going to explode. You can dash out of that stuff. Um or dash in to create, you know, if you're timing stuff right, like, well, I have this one explosion that goes off every few seconds. I'm going to dash in and blow up this big wad of creatures. Um, it gets crazy real fast. I'd say about two, three minutes into your your run, it's bananas. And you get into this, like, zone, this very zen-like control zone. At least I feel it that way. Um, the main character that you play, this this barbarian, he's fine uh, and and, you know, as good as any to start with. But he's really simple in terms of most of his abilities initially anyway. You can add abilities later that he has to aim. But in the, in the, in the beginning, his little swirl a- attack can just sort of happen. It happens on intervals. Um, if, you, if you pick another, like I've unlocked five, six characters now. Some are like an archer. One of them's like a, a pyromancer, like these different kinds of classes. And they are more focused on range. And in those cases, you have to use your right stick to aim where you're going to shoot certain things. You have some AOE things that just happen, but a lot of your weapons of the six are going to be projectiles and you want to be able to aim those. Um, I have a, I have a arcane mage that has a beam. That's a lot like Diablo threes um, wizard beam. What's that called? Uh, whatever it's called. The particle beam he does disintegrate disintegrate. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, it's a lot like that. And you aim that you control where that goes uh, with the other stick. Um, you're still auto firing all the time, but you are using both sticks and you are using dash quite a bit as a gameplay mechanic. Um, it gets bananas guys like insane at some point. And you can add modifiers to make things even crazier. Uh, you fight bosses on regular intervals, of course. And when you're done, you teleport out of there. Um, there are achievements that unlock skins and and different characters that sometimes you can buy that stuff with with the currency in the game and sometimes you just unlock them because you were really fast like you beat the whole thing in 14 minutes or something and then it unlocks a new dude that only gets unlocked that way um 
Oh, there's so much I'm forgetting. There's a bunch of biomes, so it's not just one level. There's like a desert biome, a, a snow biome, uh, like an under under dark kind of looking thing. And these matter because the materials you need for the crafting part of the game uh, are found in different biomes and also at different levels of the biome. So if you're looking for uh, steel, uh, as an example, you're going to want to go to one of the places that has steel because back in the main menu, you have a a weapon upgrade system that all the characters can get and it's a vastly better weapon than your default, but you have to earn these currencies to have them, then that dude makes it for you. You've also got a talent tree that goes way deeper than I'm used to with these kinds of games. There's way more sort of meta around what you want to do and how you want to build it. Um, Matches are up to 20 minutes long. That's the maximum, but they can be shorter if you're good and you get a good build. that's just tearing everybody to pieces. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I'm in love with this game. I, I can't stop playing it. It's almost all I played. It just came out in early access. It's already got tons of content, and I immediately tried it on my Steam Deck, which worked 100%. No issues. Even at its craziest, it ran at a 60 frames. Beautiful clip. It was no problem. Um, played it on my PC as well, and I can't say enough about Soul Survivors. Uh, if you like this type of game at all, I think this might be the hot new piece of business in that subgenre of game. And I'm having a blast. And this has a really strong just one more game kind of thing going on with it where I'll finish and it'll say, congratulations, you unlocked the the paladin. I'm like, well, shit, I need to know what he does. (laughs) I got to see the paladin. I got to see that guy. Go to bed without seeing the paladin? Are you crazy? So I'll take that guy out. I'll try him and then I'll do it again and go, oh, I got to do this because this lady's unlocked now and she seems weird. And, you know, they kind of. They're really good about giving you the reward you want when you want them. Apparently, the game supports now. I haven't seen it since the patch, but it's a, an endless mode that's supposed to be really fun. The problem is I don't know how to enable it. I don't know if I have to unlock it because it's not in the menus. I got to figure that out. But anyway, it's very, very good. The engine runs so well. That surprised me. I thought it would slow down with everything going crazy by the end. By the 20-minute mark, I thought this is not going to be playable, right? Nope. Totally, totally fine. Like just run into the same clip as when I started. And it is Zen-like in a really cool way. I'd love it. I'm going to play more of it. And I hope everybody picks this up. And it's 10 bucks. So it's a little more than you're used to. But, you know, those 2D games, I don't know, five bucks seemed right. <laughs> yeah. 3D, yeah. Right, yeah. you know. Yeah. Because I, 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 uh, I did end up buying this, but I refunded it. Yeah, I saw that. What was your refund reason? What was your deal? So I thought... So when I watched the trailer, it was my fault. Um, I thought the buttons were like Diablo one, two, three, four, five, like because the way they show the hotkeys and the cooldowns. Yeah, which oh. makes like a MOBA or. Like, I was like, uh, oh, it's ARPG. it's a survivor's like, but I get to press the buttons exactly what I was hoping for, and then I got in and played. I played like three minutes, and I'm like, I can't press these buttons. And then I just let me refund now before any more time goes by. Yeah, it just like, annoyed oh, you yeah. that you couldn't do it. But like, I, yeah, I don't want to make too big of a deal of it because I know that you guys are fans of these games and I think they're great. Uh, this looks awesome too, but uh, it's just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to. I want to press buttons. It's a, <laughs> I just wanted to press buttons. I was like, maybe another time. You'd like this more than than Vampire Survivors because that game is literally the stick and that's it. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Survivors. I think I did put 60 hours into Vampire Survivor. Like, I, I think I've had my fill of these types of games. Like, yeah. It was appealing because the button, having the Diablo control schema in yeah. a game like this was appealing. But if I'm not going to press buttons, I was like, oh, I, I played it. Yeah. But I think John and I played 
vampire survivors a lot more than you did. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I moved on from yeah, it pretty I'm quick because sure. I, I, yeah. like I say, for whatever reason, that game didn't didn't work for me as well as these other alternates are working for it's me. It's a it's a good looking one. Like I, definitely the all the lights, the pretty lights and explosions and all that stuff was like, oh, I want to buy this. Music's also yeah, very cool. Almost eighty hours in vampires. Oh my gosh! So my twelve hours is nothing compared to that. That's yeah, crazy. like I think once you've played a lot of that genre, you're like, yeah, I respect it, but I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, I feel you. Uh, I think that's sorry. Right. I Me, mean, it's only 27 hours, but still, that's well. Listen to this. I'm going to sure. play just a little sound from this because um, one of the things I really like about it is the music and this and the audio. Uh, so let me just hit play here. Hold on, to turn this up a little bit. Chaos. It's like, <laughs> like uh, I can hear the music. <laughs> like, the music's great. Check out this music. <laughs> I think this guy. I think this guy has it turned way down or something. Something's weird with the way he's set up. But, but anyway, I think it's great. I'm super into it. So if that sounds like something people might like, you uh, definitely check it out. I think it's it's the best one of these I've played. Closely behind it is Brotato, which also lets you aim and do a few button things, but. I mean, I would just say if you want to buy them all, because Vampire Survivors is not very expensive. Yeah, they're all yeah, like four bucks. So. Genre to be into. Yeah, <laughs> As you could have a lifetime of playing these games <laughs> for twenty dollars. Yeah, it's very very good. <laughs> uh, Chabroom says this proves I like a tower defense game. No. Yeah, they're yeah, trying to argue is, it's uh, mobile tower. It's defense. It's not. It's, it's not tower defense where you control a single tower. No. It's not that yeah. at all. Well, if that's true, then everything's a tower. Freaking, you know what? I'm going to go play Assassin's Creed with that tower I move around. Like, forget it's, it. It's not the same. Tower defense, the enemy follows a path, and the camera doesn't usually move around that much. Right. And you're upgrading your towers, not your dude. You don't have all the, you don't have a big giant arsenal, and you can move, and it matters where you go. Like, you, everyone you, just wants to meme on you and have some fun with you. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I think they're right, though. I think it's it's one really good tower, uh-huh. and it's, it's mobile. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to remember this when I play... Uh, what, what's another dumb game I could play where... You know what? I'm going to play SimCity. Well, Diablo's That's really, tower defense game. Yeah, Diablo. Yeah, why, Diablo yeah, Diablo's a tower defense game. Probably the greatest tower defense game ever made. You're right. 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 Just running Especially around like a tower. Hunter. Yeah, exactly. You guys don't fool me And you even there. drop other turrets as a demon hunter. Yeah, <laughs> That's extra true. towers. Yeah. So uh, the next game I played, which I am uh, only sad that I didn't get to play a ton of it because I got so distracted by this other game, um, but I will get back to it because I really like this one so far too. And this game is called Against the Storm. It's a city builder, roguelike, if that even sounds like something. And it kind of, it's shocking how well that works, even though it sounds impossible. Like, Wait, city builder that's like, oh, you didn't quite do it. I guess you got to start over. Here's some stuff to take back with you. Like that roguelike element sounds like a weird fit, but it works, dude. This game, here's what I'll say about this game. This game knows what I like about city builders. It knows exactly what I like, which is all of that initial clear out these trees, build up that shit, get me more farms, build up that building, like that initial thing. Not the long haul, boring, make sure there's not a fire, make sure that you put enough police on that end of town or any of that. I just want to building the initial settlement and then leave the police and politics. To yes. Else. Yes. That is not fun to me. But this part, the building is fun. So the turtling up of your city is what I'm into and expanding it. And that's what this game is all about. It's all about like, hey, 
uh, it's a fantasy setting, and you've got basically humans, lizard people. They're lizard folk, basically, and then uh, some badger people. And they have different strengths. Strengths. The badger people are really good workers, and they're reliable and all that. The lizard people are strong, but they're bad in cold weather, or they lose some stats in cold weather, and the humans are just kind of your all-around. And throughout the game, you can decide, well, should I allow more humans in here? Should it be more lizard people? Like, what's the benefit going to be? Because at the bottom of the screen, you can see this in the UI, you got a blue line over there on the left, and you got a red line on the right. The red line is this God's happiness with you that, that you're trying to appease. And the, the, the less red line, the better. The more red line, that means you're making mistakes or things are taking too long or you effed up uh, a path or something like that. And oh. eventually it's going to kill your town. They'll just wipe it out with their, you know, their wrath. The blue line is when you're succeeding at things like, okay, I got this much food production. I, I did this quest, which was I needed this much clothing distributed to the, to the homes. And I did it. Now, okay, cool. I got a little bump on the, on the blue line. That's the God's happiness with what you're doing. And so the goal is every match the best you can anyway, is to get that blue line full. And it's not, uh, it's not, it's not like really a timed thing, even though time plays a role, but it's not like a clock's ticking down all the time. Um, it doesn't play like that. So it's not that kind of thing, which I would not like. I wouldn't, I would not, I don't think I would enjoy it if it was like a timed affair all the time. But instead, it's like, all right, clear these trees, new area found. Oh, there's an ancient relic. What does it do? Shit, it, it wiped out 14 of my lizard people. That's okay, because I got these guys back here, and they'll build that back up. Uh, you pick upgrades as you level, which is a little bit like the last game I talked about. But, you know, like any game where it's, oh, I leveled, I now pick some some perks or whatever. And you strategically want to pick the right perks for the weird quests you're getting from this god. And then if you succeed, you... There's like a home, it's hard to explain, but there's a home base where you, 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 you've improved things there. That's the part I haven't messed with as much. But each of the rounds is just go build a thing. And then all the fun of building an initial city kicks in and it's a blast. And when you're done, it's gone. They're like, all right, you did it. Well done. Go back to town, do your thing. Now you got to go start again. You got some advantages. You got some perks you didn't used to have. You unlock some buildings you didn't used to have. So now you have some new strategies to try. And it's a new biome, and it, maybe it rains all the time or whatever, so you got to account for that. It's a weird game, uh, but it knows what I like about City Builder so well that it, I, the loop has just really got me. It's great. Oh, it's, it sounds sick, and it's an early access, so it's not even done yet. No, although I was told, okay, so this is a weird one. This game started on Epic and has already been out for a year. And over there, oh. it's out of early preview. It's out of whatever their version of early access oh, it's is. Oh, full release. Okay. So there. So what people on people who have played both are saying this is that version. They're just making sure they got all their T's crossed. Oh, and their so it's basically, dotted. it's a full release. Yeah, overwhelmingly positive too on Steam. So what was not clear? You know, you you say the initial part like it's just the beginning of a city builder, and I'm like, like I get it. That's a fun part, but also lame. But, <laughs> but, but I, you know, as I'm watching, I'm watching your video, it shows the meters, like the roguelike elements where you earn thing or the roguelite where you earn perks to take into new builds. Yeah. All of a sudden that's interesting because most city builders are the same set of tools. Maybe you do a different map type, mm-hmm. you know, more rivers, less or more mountains makes it harder. Like they're. A city builder usually doesn't have any roguelike elements to make your build different. And that made my brain go. I mean, I already wishlisted it, but but when you said that, that made my brain go, oh, I see. You don't want to spend 100 hours on one city. Right. 
you want to spend a lot of time to get a lot of variety from the different builds you try. And it looks a little banished, like where you're allotting workers to things. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you it's, successfully talked me, my interest level up from say a solid six yeah. to more of an eight or nine. Oh, that's that. pretty good. So that's, okay. You did a good well, then my work here, me. my work here is done. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I really, really like it. And I like the, I, I just feel like it's got ideas. No one else has tried. Um, and it and it and they and they work and the UI is really good. It feels like it's intuitive. I know where I'm doing much quicker. The the tutorial's fine. The tutorial's basically here. Play the game and we'll tell you a couple of things while you're playing it. It's like oh, by the way, when you do that, that means this. Or you don't have enough people inside. The, you don't have enough jobs. So you got to get more. You got to attract more people. Here's how you do it. Um, it's it's it doesn't hold your hand too much in that regard, but it does enough to where I can intuit a lot of it. And I never really got hung up. Um, are there any enemies to fight in this game, or is it all strictly city? Building? So there are enemies, um, but not in a traditional. And, and and keep in mind, I'm not as far as maybe, maybe there's more of this later. But the way it works is, uh, you you'll you'll see fogged off areas and tr- clusters of trees, and you'll and you're not sure what's in there. And sometimes they'll have a danger symbol over it, saying there's something dangerous in this here so maybe don't don't come in here until maybe you've built things up a little bit because if you do who knows and sometimes it's simply like a shrine in there that if i went and investigated it it shot electricity out kind of like um uh raiders of the lost ark that went through all the nazis (laughs) at the end and it it arcs out and killed like 15 of my dudes which turned out to be okay because i had enough established and going on that I could, I could recover, but Gosh, sometimes you can't, if you do it early <laughs> Bo got convinced. In the, <laughs> and then there's sick. areas you where it be over soon. It's only 16 bucks or whatever it is. I'm, just, I'm not saying it cause I'm not enjoying what you're saying, but I've purchased it now. Well, I think Congrats. I, I already spent a lot on VR games this week. Another $20. There we go. All you're right. the guy I thought of when I played this for, yeah, I, the more you talk about it, the more I'm like, you're singing my song. Yeah, it's, it's really easy neat. to be dismissive when you're on Discord and you're like, "Hey, Bo, here's a cool game," and I'm like, yeah, "I don't have time for it." Yeah, I know, no, no, talking, no. I'm I like, blame you. I have to buy it. I have to buy it. Scott's making me buy it. It's I don't blame so you. Amazing. I don't blame you at all. Uh, like it's, it's, it's purchased and installing. Plus, I, you know, I get pretty glowy about almost all the cool things I, I that I think yeah. are cool. But I'm, but most of the time, you have to admit, like these reviews back it up. Everybody really likes this thing. Um, it's rad, and it's and it's just. I just love how different it feels. It doesn't feel like somebody else has already done this, but also it feels natural and like it's like meant to be. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I really have I've I've big excitement about continuing to play this. So so anyway, there's uh, there's your game. It's called. We have uh, a fun circle of influence, though. Sorry, just to distract a little bit, because John gets Scott to buy things. Scott gets me to buy things. Yeah. And I have the reverse effect on John. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. Pretty, you came back with me. You rock paper scissors me pretty good with like, uh, hey, you get VR. When you reminded me that VR uh, Among Us was yeah, coming yeah. out, I was like, yeah, I'm getting that. Like on the show, I mean, like you've. John can get you to buy anything on the show. If John really puts his mind to it. You're buying oh, yeah. something. He'll do it. Yeah. And you have that power over me, I feel. <laughs> but I definitely do not have that power over John. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing Which with Rock Paper Scissors. You know, we all have plenty of games to play. I just think it's funny. Yeah, you scissored him. You totally scissored him, is what I would say to all that. But 
Anyway, sure. it's a very true. it's a very cool game. I, I, I was I was so blown away by it. I think people will like it. Again, it's called Against yeah. the Storm. Against yeah. the Storm. Okay, which sounds like Blizzard when they were treating Heroes of the Storm poorly. They were against the storm, but that's not what this yeah. is. This sounds this like their Overwatch movement, right there. Yeah, that's, exactly. It's very very cool. All right, John. Uh, the big game you played this week was actually some DLC, and you and speaking of trying to get me to play a thing. You tried. I don't. I don't know if it's worked yet. But tell me about Resident Evil Village: Shadow of Rose DLC. Yeah. So I had kind of forgotten that this was a thing that was going to come out, and that I was really excited about it. And then it was out, and I was really excited about it. But uh, Resident Evil Village, uh, one of my favorite Resident Evil experiences recently, including yours, Scott. The first mm-hmm. time I've ever heard you finish a Resident Evil and go, "I might play this again." Yeah, you I didn't, did. but no. you thought you would. I thought I might, which is a lot was, more than that, I that, usually that's do. Everything, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, that's a lot um, more than I've ever said. So you're all right about that. So, what was one of the greatest things about uh, Resident Evil Village was that it was kind of like a slice of everything that Resident Evil has been. You know, you had kind of in your castle area, you had more of what Resident Evil 2 and 1 was, like a real claustrophobic environment where maybe you're getting chased at times and solving weird puzzles and collecting keys to open doors. But then you had the segment in the dollhouse where they took all your items and guns away and you had to deal with some more horror-based things where... You didn't have a way to defend yourself, which Scott, I know you you loved the big baby. Yep, that um, big that's baby. That's where that dude. was. Jeez, uh, I hated <laughs> the that big thing. baby and many other horrors in that. And then you know it had some action set pieces because Resident Evil Four and some of the others have certainly been more you know like action games with monsters at times, and it had elements of that in it as well. Shadow of Rose is sort of the same principle. Uh, in short bursts, but in some of those cases, I, I think it actually is more effective than the original. Um, it has its Resident Evil 2 feeling segment um, where, once again, you're in a claustrophobic environment, maybe being chased by monsters, not really ready to fight them, solving puzzles and the like. And the part that Scott is the most excited for, it also revisits a more horror focused bit uh involving dolls yeah and, that that uh, come to you unless you look at them and then they stop and stare at you with their glowy eyes and then you move again and then they come after you again until you look at them it kind of had a it's trying to remember what this reminded me of it was like um so it's the premise of the doctor who episode blink there you go that's where the one. Yep. uh it's uh you know the the statues move when you're not looking at them um and they hold still uh when you are so you have to try and maintain visual contact on them at all times while you're still trying to run around and solve puzzles um and they give you just enough movement that you do get to see to keep it scary yeah like i think it's i think it's actually kind of nice like it doesn't follow the literal rules like you are going to see them move to a degree um but it's enough to where like you'll back up through a doorway and you'll hear coming down the hall and you'll see peek around the corner and then they lock up as soon as they see you. Um, It's very, very good. Uh, It's very, very well done. That part especially is, is definitely the highlight of the whole thing. Um, 
And yeah, then the it cool does guy. have a small action-y bit in as well. Scott's trying to get to the dolls. I'm trying to find the dolls. I'm having a hard time. You have gone way too far. You are getting to the end of the game. Oh, am I? I don't so want to give stop. anything away. Yeah, you're doing like spoilers. Yeah, now. I don't want to spoil okay. anything. Let me see. I'm just, just trying to find these dolls, which everybody's seen by now. Um, is it early in the game? Like uh, <laughs> chat room no, for those watching the video. That. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't. Yeah. There's the nothing. Nothing happened yet. It was all chaos. You can't tell what's going on here. All right, is this the house of the doll? No, you are going in the wrong direction. Is this the original? Hold on, is this the original mansion? Uh, Yeah, RE1 mansion. No, it's the it's the castle from Village. Oh, it looked like uh, the lady. This entryway here, this area, this this looks like I'm sending sending Barry off to check the blood. That hope he isn't Chris's blood. It reminds me of that. It isn't Chris's blood. Oh my lord. Okay, well I can't find it, so that's great. Anyway, continue on. Sorry. Yeah. You're going in the wrong direction if you're looking for it anyway. Oh. It'll be more to the right, but not nearly as far as you went. I'm going to go right here. <laughs> is it here? <laughs> this is probably in this too, place. You're too far. I'm right too far. Maybe. This, is, this, is, this is like <laughs> to 2020. Yeah, well, I, need to stop. I need to stop trying to help you find it. No, yeah. you're going Especially because it's a seven-second delay every Just time I click it. Just don't worry about it. Just do a search <laughs> for like Resident Evil Village dolls. Yeah, I'll uh, do that. DLC do that. dolls. It's fine. Yeah. The the point is is that the game is uh, is fantastic. Um, it, it's all played in third person, um, which is part of the DLC as well. You can play through all of Resident Evil Village in third person if you want to play through that mode instead of first person. Yeah. So that mode is exclusive to Shadow of Rose. You you have to play it in third person. But then it now becomes a new option for the main village campaign as well, and. Uh, it's really effectively done. You know, it's it's got some ideas. You found it. You ugh, are ugh. you are to the doll. Just now. her there standing there, dude. <laughs> there you go. You did it, man. Oh, you found it finally. Oh, I don't know if I can deal with the. Uh, I've always said the rule is someone pays for a scary game, and I'll play it with John. I'm not sure. Do they kill you though if they get to you without you seeing them. Yeah, they crush you. They grab oh. you and crush you to death. Oh, oh, don't don't take your eye off her. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> Scott's getting nervous <laughs> just watching somebody play it. Oh, I don't like it. Look at her. She and, moved. Oh, shit. Now, the good news is, Scott, it's a small part of the game. Oh. Like, we're talking maybe seven minutes of dealing with the dolls. Yeah, that's Those a Those long... dolls. There are other dolls, too. But just seven minutes of that. Wait, I'm sorry. There are other dolls. That aren't yeah, these dolls? Sure. <gasps> yeah, those those are just the mannequins. <laughs> Sorry, one of the dolls just caught up with her and crushing her now. <sighs> I don't know if I can do it. I don't know. Just look at them; you'll be fine. I mean, you're yeah. you're 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 you can't get through the level. They didn't make it impossible to pass. Did they do uh, uh, the re- the Resident Evil thing with um? Oh, even just that room where I know the baby is. I can't look at this. Um, did they do the thing where you have really limited uh, inventory and all that stuff, or is that no? Alleviated? I never once had an inventory issue. In fact, they don't even have inventory boxes in the game, so there's no way to store inventory because you. I I think you would have to try hard, run from everything, pick everything up, and I don't know if you could possibly run out of inventory space. That's interesting. In this, okay. I, I genuinely think you would have a hard time doing it. I never once even came close. Oof. So uh, inventory, not an issue. 
Um, in fact, I mean, the, the doll section of the game, they take your inventory away, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, great. That's not anxiety inducing at all. Just not yeah, having yeah, anything. You're not going to gonna get with. a gun to fight those dolls. You got to. I can't even look at the video. <laughs> oh, man, that's rough. All right. I'm not sure you've convinced me yet, but uh, I am. Well, convinced I don't know how good. to convince you because the reason I want you to play it is because it's going to terrify you. Uh, <laughs> like the thing that for me is a selling point for you is not a selling point for you. Uh, it's hard to say like, but you liked village. Weren't, you know what? Village was great going on with Ethan's daughter. You spent all that time trying to save Rose. Now you, you need to know what happened to Rose. Listen, I really liked uh, eight for one reason is that it wasn't as scary as seven. Um, it's also a well-made game. It's a really good game, but it wasn't as scary as seven. It was scary, but not as scary. It sounds like this DLC puts it in line with seven in scariness. Like it's scary. Right? It didn't scare me that much. But, uh, but you're, I don't but find you're, the dolls I don't think upsetting. it gets much scarier than Beehive Crotch. That, uh, yeah, that I found way scarier. Like, that gross stuff was, was rough. Seven is so bad in that way. I mean, I, it's a good game, but it's so, that's so scary. I hate that game. I'll never play that again. Um, well, anyway, uh, we'll see. I don't know, uh, but I'm glad to hear this is good. I'm, you know, a good solid. This is the first DLC they've done in a long time. I feel like since six or something, right? Or five. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, feels like there hasn't been a ton of DLC for it. I think, I don't know. Did six have DLC? Five I think did. it might have. Five did. I don't know about six. Maybe six was bad. That was a bad video game. I Wait, what was six? Six was Chris being all tough, punching rocks. Right? Didn't I he punch a boulder? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. This is Resident Evil 8, right? Yeah. 7 had DLC. 7 had DLC. They did? It was fine. What was yeah, 7's I DLC? So. I think it had something to do with the family before they went all crazy. Oh, I never saw that. And probably just as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hated that family. They sucked. <laughs> they were awful Yeah, people. but I mean, that's the whole tragedy of that family is that they were actually nice, good people. Yeah, but then... You've seen the dinner table in that living room space. Yeah, I mean, it didn't stay that way, but, you know, they were at first. Like, that's the that's the sad part. They were a loving family. Do you remember when I had to put my hand into the neck of a dead, decapitated police officer? I had to go down through his decapitated neck and find a key. Yeah, that was gross. It was foul. To this day, I don't think I've ever done. and, And to do that in VR, Bo, you need to play it in VR. So yeah, I looked. At, I looked. Yeah. At, I looked this up. The VR for those games right now is on PSVR. It's not widely available. Oh, I thought it was only. I thought PC no, had VR. I had a hard. It's PSVR, like PlayStation VR. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I could have sworn I, was... I, I tried to look at it on Steam, and it, I'm like, it doesn't say VR supported. And usually, even if the game is a PC game, it'll mention that it's a Vive VR compatible. PC. So hmm. that's so a shame. Oh. I think it's. You're right. I just found this yeah. here. So there's a vi- unofficial mod, but there's yeah, no- and I'm I'm th- we'll talk about it later. But I'm I'm kind of through with unofficial mods. But <laughs> oh, okay, not through. But I've you know it, it, there's a chance it won't work. <laughs> so yeah, you know, and and yeah. Anyways, but um, yeah, like I I'm pretty sure there is an official mod. I know for sure. Village and the remake of Resident Evil 4 will be on PSVR 2. Yeah. So I think RE7 is on PSVR 1. It is. So I would much ha- rather have the developers develop 
you know, I don't want to play a mod if there's already an official mod, if you will. Well, it's probably why they did that, because Sony wanted exclusive VR on it or something. I mean, it might show up. It could show up somewhere. Like, yeah. Iron Man VR did show up. Maybe, you know, PlayStation has been putting out games in other places. Maybe maybe RE7 will show up on Steam or something like well, that. Well, it's on Steam now. It just doesn't support it. Uh, so the VR, to, yeah, the yeah, VR support. They'd have to do something special there. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, if you're listening over there, Capcom, yo, I will. I don't buy Resident Evils, but I will buy your Resident Evil if there's VR in it, just so I can see Beehive crotch. Oh, yeah. Up close and in person, dude. Ugh. Get in there. Stick your hand in. Because oh, so I, I do like the graphical fidelity of your AAA games in VR versus the reduced polygon counts of made-for-VR titles. So yeah, that's true. I had a Capcom stinger, but I can't find it now, so I'm not playing it. Uh, John, well you done. You are the master of stingers. I, <laughs> I will give you the segue. I also the installed segue. I installed this thing you're going to talk about next, but I have yet to crack it, partly because I wanted to hear what you had to say. But uh, since it's on Game Pass, it's a no-brainer. It's Signalis. We talked about it a little bit last week. I guess you got to play it. What do you uh, What do you think? finally played it a bit more. I uh, discovered that, yeah, there are save rooms in there, and that's why I had to start all over when I played it again. But, um, yeah, this game plays like an old... Uh, kind of isometric resident evil like if if somebody told me that this was what resident evil was before the playstation release i would believe it it's Mm. got a it's got a real isometric view for the entire game but it's definitely kind of got survival horror vibes there's a lot of finding documents limited inventory things that are laying on the floor that look dead standing up and coming after you uh not a lot of bullets running away like all the tropes of survival horror there in this uh kind of cool retro looking cyberpunk type setting um it's good uh it does feel a little old (laughs) it goes along with it um you know it doesn't doesn't feel like the most modern uh playing or looking thing in the world but uh i'm having a good time with it i don't know if i'll stick it through to the end um it just it was hard to go from playing where we've wound up with like shadow of Rose, full 3d graphics environments, crazy things I hadn't seen before to doing top down. Like I went into the room and oh, the monsters stood up and I had to shoot them. Yeah. Like it's fun, but it's fun in a like, yeah, we've, we've done that sort of way. Um, and so I don't want to sound like I'm being too harsh on it because it definitely has a cool atmosphere and a cool vibe and it's definitely very different narratively. I mean, you're not dealing with zombies and you're dealing with a lot of futuristic things, you know, robot uh, cyborgs and spaceships and terraforming and all sorts of all sorts of different stuff like that stuff's all cool. But the hallways can get a little samey and. Um, I got to a point where I was doing the inventory management business of like, uh, I got too much stuff in my inventory mm. and I'm not going to lie, even though it's going to make me sound a lot like Scott, that is kind of where my interest went. Maybe I'll play more of this later. And I don't know if I'm going to play more. Of this uh, yeah. I don't like that either. I don't like fumbling with my inventory very much if I can avoid it, but this feels it's- like this is what they're aiming for. I mean, don't you feel like the, this is like, Hey, remember the old REs? Do you remember the isometric jiggly jaggly polygons and all this we're making that again i mean that's what it feels like yeah and it 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 definitely nails it i just think that there are some things and i don't think you should necessarily have to have 
all items all the time. I think there is a reason you do limited inventory in horror games. You know, if you can just carry around infinite guns and infinite ammo and all of that, you know, I, I definitely think it adds to the horror to have to deal with things um, from a limited capacity. But that being said, you know, we we are in modern times and six inventory slots doesn't feel like a lot of inventory slots. And if I'm having to go back and find lock boxes and stuff like that because I looted one too many card keys without using them, eh, that doesn't always feel great. Yeah, no, it does not. Wow, the, the Steam reviews are glowing. Yeah, people it, like it. It looks super cool. The uh, setting and the mood are really good. The only other issue I had was that I did not adjust the brightness on this game properly. Um, mm. I don't remember it starting and asking me. Uh, I think I just felt like I was playing it, and all of a sudden I was getting attacked by a bunch of stuff that I could not see. And uh, so sort of late in my last time I played, I was like, I got to be able to see this. Like, there's no flashlight in this game. This can't be intentional. And uh, I turned up the gamma and sure enough, I could see stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I I will admit that I've put a lot of my time in this game where I couldn't see everything I was maybe supposed to be able to see. Um, But uh, no, it's a cool game and it's definitely a throwback. But I would I would say that. You know, it's free on Game Pass, so if you have that, it's pretty easy to check out. If it's a game that you have to purchase, my caution would be understand you're buying a very retro specific experience. Yeah. The vibe reminds me of that card game. Did I say I may have said this last week, but um what was the name of that 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 retro looking card game came out? It was a roguelike card game called Inspection. Introspection. This spec spectation No. Bo saved you last time, and he's not helping you this time. What and I was it? I can't, I can't remember it now. Inscription. Inscription. Oh, inscription. I'm getting that kind of... Inspection. I'm getting that kind of crusty, that crusty uh, thing going, which I, I think I like, you know? Yeah. I didn't think I was yeah, going like to like look. that, but I do like it. I think it's cool looking. Anyway, uh, cool. Well, I'm, I'll still probably check this out. I'm a little worried about inventory now. But it looks cool. We'll looks see. Cool. Uh, and then Fortnite, what's going on there? Yeah, I figured I would check in with this as kind of, this will probably be the last time I talk about Fortnite unless something crazy happens, but we talk a lot about monetization models on the show. We've talked a lot about battle passes on the show, talked about battle passes on this show, and I have officially reached the end of my very first battle pass in Fortnite where I have achieved it. I have completed the entire thing, including the bonus, uh, stuff because they throw some harder to get you know like extra skins like it's the stuff you've already unlocked but now we've blinged it up in some way so it doesn't feel as mandatory but it's you know maybe considered prestige to a degree Mm. so i got through the entire thing um i earned enough of the currency to where i could buy the next battle pass when it comes out without having to put any money into the game uh but I spent that money, so that will not be what I'm doing. Nope. <laughs> I will be paying real money for it. Um, but I will say, as a follow-up, because we mentioned this, uh, my kids have done it. They they have gone through the battle pass. They have each earned uh, enough money to buy the next battle pass when it comes out, and they have saved their V-Bucks. They've done it. Mm. So 
they're living the dream and uh, me too. Cause I'm not going to have to tr- buy another battle pass for the entire family. That sounds great. Um, all in all, if you're playing Fortnite, like I'm going to say the battle pass feels like an additive to the game. And I think uh, it sounds like from from things I've heard, I haven't played it. It might be similar in Overwatch 2. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it because I, I haven't played it. But it's weird because Battle Royale games are really a big victory for, you know, one, two, three, max four people when you think about it. Like one team is going to come out ahead, however many people are on that squad. And that's it. And the battle pass acts as kind of this buffer to give you other things to do, other objectives and other ways to feel good without having to be that special snowflake that won the match, Mm. which to me has been an additive for the game experience because yeah, okay. I dropped and I died within five seconds of landing typically feels bad, but in those five seconds, I unlocked a daily achievement. I hit a star rank and I bought something cool that I was working towards on the battle pass. It is a rare experience where the thing, the primary thing they want money for, uh, for actually feels like it makes the game better for existing there. And I think that that's really cool and really good. Doesn't mean they aren't after your money. I have sunk some money into Fortnite. Let's be clear. They're, like, hey guys, this skin is back. You need it. <laughs> Has gotten me on a couple of occasions, especially when they decided, like, hey guys, it's Skywalker Week. We're gonna put every Star Wars skin we ever did back in the game, and you can pay us for them. And I went, I gotta do that. <laughs> of course you do, because that's what you do. Because yeah. this is what you gotta do. Yeah. And the dumbest part is, is not only did I buy them, I bought most of them. I didn't buy all of them, but I bought a lot of them. Um, but then you get it and you're like, yeah, look at my cool Luke Skywalker skin. This is cool. And then the Skywalker event ends and the lightsabers and the blasters aren't in the game anymore. And now you're Luke running around with an AK 47 and you're like, this is dumb. I'm not going to be a Luke skin. I don't want to be Luke running around with a handgun. Yeah. This looks stupid. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And so you buy those skins cause you're like, oh yeah, Skywalker week. I'm into it. And then uh, you don't use them. And I'm still, I'm using a big, dumb sea anemone, however you say it. I've discovered it's a word I can't say. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm this big blue bubble man is my primary skin. Mm. And I like it because it looks dumb. <laughs> and that's, that's what I am 90% of the time when I play the game. It's just this big, dumb, blobby blue guy. But it still gets me where I'm like, well, yeah, but if those Dragon Ball Z skins come back in the game, you bet I'm going to have a Goku or a Vegeta just waiting. Have they ever explained <laughs> for me? Have they ever explained why Super or sorry, Batman, Batman doesn't use guns. That's his whole thing. But he's running around using yeah. guns in this thing because in Fortnite, everything's OK. <sighs> I guess so. It's a, everything is fine in, in Fortnite, Scott. 400 foot tall Travis Scott. Save us from ourselves. Yeah. Uh, it's a fantastic game. Have you been to one of those <laughs> the concert event type things in there? No, they mm. haven't had any concert events since I started playing. I've seen it. Um, uh, there was there was one. Oh, who's the person that did, did that song, Dance Monkey? Uh, Martin Luther King. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he did dance. I'm monkey. just gonna guess that it wasn't him. No. Um. Anyway, the, the whoever was that does that song, Dance Monkey, they did a they did a big concert in the game. Uh, I think. Oh, like Tones and I. Ago. Tones and I. That's who it is. Yeah, and um, Tones and I. Tones and I, I. Yeah. I watched that. I watched that happen, and that was cool. Like. You know, I, I I have to admit, like it was very cool spectacle to see because it was a concert. It's playing music, but it was also interactable. You know, they'd run into a house and then the floor would explode, and then they'd be flying through space, and then they'd wind up in a different place, and a music video would be playing across the sky, and like they get it goes wild and it goes crazy. And uh, I have to admit, like it looks really cool. I don't know if it would be necessarily my thing unless it was you know, a, a band I really liked or something, but oh. you know, they were excited about it and huh. it usually comes with emotes that play the music and stuff like that. Cause, uh, you know, every now and then someone will emote at you and it'll play a popular music song and you're like, don't I'm Twitch <laughs> streaming right now to please stop. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. But, uh, no, it's a, it's a good game. I have to admit, I'm really having a good time with Fortnite. The no build mode has, saved that game because i i have forgotten that building is even a thing in fortnite yeah i wouldn't even go near it as a result that game is just a blast to play yeah i I you're tempting me to check it out again just because the no build is the it was my big hanger or building was my big hang up and then i just i heard about it went oh that solves my problem and i just couldn't be bothered but I don't know. You're you're making me want to get in there. I'm not going to buy all these skins though. No, don't buy skins, but get (laughs) in with the family. Like that's the thing is it's just such a great game to play with multiple people because it's got all the crossplay stuff. Yeah. And it's got, you know, anything you've unlocked, you know, you still have tied to your Epic account. So we just, you know, like, hey, we got someone on PlayStation, we got someone on Switch, we got someone on Xbox, we got someone on PC. Everybody yeah. logs in at the same time. We're all in a party together and it just works. Like, you know, it's it's kind of what we hoped when we all played uh, the Ninja Turtles game together. Like, it's that dream. It's like, ah, you know, we're all on a bunch of different devices, but we're going to get in and we're just going to play a game together. It's extremely easy to do and lets people kind of play wherever they need to be and has made family gaming uh, a possibility in this house. It's made family gaming fun again. Nicely yeah. done, everybody. Yeah. Uh, all right. Excellent news. Bo, swinging over to you. One of us played Iron Man VR and it wasn't me or John, so I got to hear who did. What's yeah, Tell me more. Me. I did. I played Iron Man VR. Did you feel this like Iron P- Man? Yeah. It it's actually aces. Um, so it's a PS one VR joint. So even for VR, the graphics are kind of low poly. Yeah. However, it has the AAA treatment. Every character is voice acted. There's a story. It's a little slow in, in some spots. It like click here to interact. Then it'll fade to black. Then it'll just come back up on the same scene and you can interact. <laughs> there's, there's some stodginess to this game. However, it's well voice acted. Uh, it's not janky at all. It works real well. And the real star of the show is flying around in an Iron Man suit. It has a novel control schema not available in any other game in that you have the Iron Man hands. So to float, you with your hands. So you put your hands behind yourself like this and you go forward. If you want to go up, you put your hands like this. If you want to go backwards, put your hands out. There's a button to just float and hover like he does in the movies. 
and then you no longer use your hands as rockets, your feet get used as rockets, and you can do repulsor blast. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, you have a chest laser that you can power up, and it really feels like it's bursting out of your chest. Um, and you have uh, those smart missiles from Iron Man 1 where you go, dee, 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 and then press the button, and it goes, pew, 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 pew. Wow. and you got to fly around all while doing it. You don't. You can use the controls to tab right and left to move around, but mostly you're doing Iron Man flying. It is a one-of-a-kind control scheme, uh, and it's worth playing on the strength of that alone. Mm. Um, definitely a top tier VR experience, even if the graphics are a bit low and some of the, um, like I said, the, the, the interactables are kind of ugh, 2015 yeah. or earlier, but, um, <laughs> high hopes, this company, I guess was bought by Oculus or something like that. They did. Yeah. That's why it's um, on. That's why it ended up working on something else. else. Yeah. Uh, these guys, uh, showing great promise with this entry. I think, uh, they could really. Whatever they release next is going to be really interesting. That's cool. Um, a lot of fun. I mean, the en- the enemy types are pretty simple. It's just ships. You just shoot them. It's mm-hmm. just a bit of fun. But for, as far as VR titles go, it's a solid VR title. Nice. And uh, the voice actors for they're all familiar. I swear, Jennifer Hale's one of them. Like it's top shelf voice acting going on in this. And, and it, there's no uncanny Avengers Valley or Avengers Tower, uncanny Avengers Tower in this game, like there is in the Avengers game. You know, where everyone just looks kind of like the cheap action figure versions of, <laughs> yeah, of the actors. Doubles. We yeah. didn't get Robert Downey Jr., but we got his stunt double in here. It's great. Yeah. Can you do, uh, can you use other marks or just the mark two, three? Like what? what uh, the- I think it's just one mark, but you can repaint it. Okay. Like there's different skins for it and there's upgrades. And yeah, so you're, you can hang out in circa Iron Man three, I think uh, in Iron Man two and Iron Man three, uh, Stark house where you're, you're upgrading and hanging out with, um, Friday, uh, Pepper Potts, and this uh, thing called Gunslinger. It's another AI that's Tony, but AI version called Gunslinger. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, so it's like you're talking to yourself, and anyways. No, the, no, uh, the whole Jarvis? story, Ghost showing up, so the, one, the first villain that, that I've seen is Ghost. Um, yeah. And I th- I swear it's Trisha Helfer that's oh, voicing her, too. So it's like it's like really good talent. Like This is really a triple-A release just a bit old <laughs> i like the coffee but, simulator i'm watching here this is yeah. interesting i love that so many vr experiences is like yep we really <laughs> did this and also yeah a coffee maker you won't you, yeah this is nothing i think the most impressive vr thing i've done this week was in the walking dead saints and sinners you can find old cigarettes and you can light them and when you put them in your mouth they they're there so in your periphery you see the cigarettes sticking out and you can actually smoke cigarettes in the game while you're walking around with a shotgun and a bottle of Jack Daniels. And I was like, this game is awesome. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I recommend Iron Man VR. If you're looking for top, the only thing I would say is just that interactive, uh, the, the interactive stuff. Yeah. I don't, I get that they want to make VR accessible. So they put a lot of safety rails on, but sometimes it's too much. It stinks. So, but, but the actual levels are fun when you're flying around at a uh, hundred miles per hour, shooting repulsors at people. Perfect. That's cool. Um, yep. So Iron Man VR, it's a recommend. If you don't want to spend, it's a premium price for VR title. I think it's like 50 bucks Canadian almost. Uh, if you want to wait for sale, go ahead. Right. Now uh, <laughs> on to Surgeoneer. So click that link. Okay. Um, this I bought in a Lark because it was recommended to me by Meta. And I think we should listen to the audio. It's a two-minute YouTube video, but I think we should. It's show and tell time. Let's watch this video. Is this, you is this you playing? Here? It's me playing. Okay. Yeah. Let me get you some volume here. Chat, we'll take a look at the it's screen. on YouTube, so you should be able to. Yep, here we go. Turn it up a little. Ugh. 
Oh, jeez. This guy's in bed. Oh. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I'm doing surgery on a guy with eight nails in his face. Uh, and he's bleeding all over the place. Oh, my gosh. He got one in his eyelid? Ugh. That's rough. Ugh. Why isn't he asleep? When you put him out? So, this game is oh, called Surgeoneer. Yeah. Um, they make a disclaimer that this isn't real medical procedures. It's more of a for fun game that's kind of medically adjacent. Yeah. I'm glad I'm glad they cleared that up because how would I know otherwise? I, I think yeah. the idea is it's just to have a bit of fun in VR, but it's actually hilarious. Like, uh, at one point, I had to defibrillate a heart. I guess there isn't much to listen to except beeping for the podcast viewers, but... yeah. You're doing a lot of pulling out uh, nails. I yeah, mean, how do you stop the bleeding? Nails, he's bleeding everywhere. Um, at one point, I couldn't. I, I got stuck on level three. I didn't know how to. To this guy kept dying. Yeah. Like you have to massage. You have to give him a cardiac massage. Do you know what a cardiac massage is? Yeah, you go heart inside massage. and heart. You got a uh, Hawkeye did this on Mash all the time. You go into the heart and touch it and squeeze it and uh, yeah, make it beat. To, you stimulate oh. it. Yeah. Oh, you got to cut into the body. Oh yeah, and, you go uh, in the chest cavity and massage the heart. Oh, maybe that's what I was missing because I had to. So, what would you have to do in this level is, is put a put a breathing device on him and let him breathe, and it says give him a cardiac massage. And I kept massaging with my hand in the chest, and he kept dying. So I got to cut him open, yeah. and actually massage his actual heart. Yeah, you got to squeeze yeah. the heart. You're not a. You know oh, what? Shit. I'm not so sure you're a real doctor level now with that tip. Yeah, yeah. Because this game is full on. It's called Surgeoneer, so you actually have to do surgery. This is nothing pulling nails out, but it's just really funny because I'm having a good time. It looks like a black. I love this kind of crap. This is some of my favorite kind of. This is right up your alley in terms of uh, like fun to stream because everyone's like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's it's not. You're not trying to really be a doctor, so it's fine. It's kind of core, chore core in a way, right? When you say a little chore core here. It's so chore core. I mean, it's surgery, right? You're just saving a life. Oh, and. Uh, good. Here, I'll play some, this. Some this, some is for, this. This is for you. Work. Harder. I don't get to play this enough. Yeah. There's your chore core for the week. Fantastic. Wow. Oh my uh, gosh. You're spraying his whole face with this antiseptic. Well, I, I want to heal him. I just make sure he's good and healed. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Anyways, that game. So it, it's 11 bucks, a Canadian awesome little VR game. Uh, I do recommend if you if it's to play with people. I think alone it might be not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> right. Quickly as well, I played more Walking Dead. That game is a top notch game. I'm going to give it the uh, you know definitely a VR must play stamp of approval, uh, which I've only really reserved for Half Life Alex for the most part. Yeah, um, this game is scary as shit. Yeah, but it's only yeah. zombies and it's walking dead and stabbing people is amazing because you stick it into the surface level of their head, right? The knife. Yeah. Then you got to force it in further. Like it doesn't just stab them, just doesn't kill. They don't just, oh, you did damage. It's like I got to stick it in and then I got to force it in further or else they stay alive. And sometimes you need to get it for a shot. Sometimes they're hard to kill. Yeah. If you get it in their eye, yeah, you got to get their brain. But um, I've discovered now if you wait certain parts of the day, you will get overwhelmed with zombies. And there's no, there's not a lot of music in this game, so it can get um, very, very tense. I, I was very scared uh, shortly. I'm going to get – I don't know if you're going to show the whole video, but I do get overwhelmed. Um, it's love almost, this game. It's Must have. Let's see. Let me get to where you're freaking out. Lots you really turned know. around on this, too, because I think last week you were saying, like, eh, it's cool, but eh, I don't know about its novelty. So it you warmed up to it. Exactly. Yeah, so, like, the, the humans look kind of cartoony, like the zombies. Like, it's not a fully realistic thing, but the atmosphere. Oh, the at Like, I'm going into a crypt, 
And oh. it just it just felt dark and scary, and it really sold me on things. Uh, Scott's doing his classic skip. Where he's, he's like, just skip ahead two minutes, and he skipped ahead <laughs> all the way to the end, and he's like, I don't know. He's like, you know why? Yeah. It, does, it just doesn't let me. I can't scrub granularly here. It's three hundred. It's, it's three like hours. Three hour vod. So yeah, you, you, a little goes a long way on the seeking, but yeah. it's fine. I don't mean to criticize your seeking. I'm not a back. I'm not a backseat seeker. Backseat seeker. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, you got enough of that. But the the best thing, the thing that really sold me on it was, and this is bad. I know I have to quit smoking, but you can find cigarettes and light them up and smoke them. And so before somebody, a light goes on and somebody leaves me a cryptic message and it's like, oh, I'll go out there in a minute. And I lit up a smoke and brought my two, my, my double barrel shotgun. And I was like, all right, what does this person want going out there all Southern cool? Like, yeah. <sighs> you're just role playing, man. That's what yeah, is. yeah, it's 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 fun, and there are NPCs in this game that give you quests, so there is a story too. Yeah, and so far it's been okay, very light. But the well, the best part is there's lots of notes and scraps, so you'll find photographs of like areas, and then you got to find them in the game world, and it's it's just well done. It's just a for, as VR packages go, you can get a lot of great games, but you know they're light, right? Yeah. This is solid. I bought a game. I'm getting a full A to Z experience. That's good. good. Need more of those of options. Need more of those in VR. So that's yeah, good. Yeah. So Walking Dead is not my favorite thing. I just respect it because this is a full, like this is like buying a regular game. Like it's a game. Nice. So I like it. Nice. Um, next up, I played Runner, which is a $10 arcadey thing. I just thought you might be interested in this, Scott. It's really basic. You're on an anime bike, like Akira. Mm-hmm. You have a gun and a laser sword. And you just shoot shit. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> that's, all right. that's all it is. That's all it is. But it's in right. 3D and it's great. It's just an arcade game. But I thought I was actually kind of, I wouldn't say super impressed with it. Everything feels cooler because it's in 3D. Yeah. But you do feel like you're driving really fast. It's almost like Final Fantasy VII Remake where you're on these fast bikes, except it's in first person and you got to shoot shit while you're going 100 miles an hour. Um, really respected it because a lot of games try to make it I don't know, safe or whatever, this game. The only thing is you don't really wipe out all that bad, which I think is a good thing. It's just an arcade shooter, but I like right. it. Seems, so, it seems so. pretty neat. I do like that you started yeah. your sentence with, uh, Scott, I think you'd like this. It's very simple, I think is what you said. <laughs> I really, Oh, I didn't. I know what well, you meant. I, I, no, I didn't mean. <laughs> I, know, I know you didn't mean it that way. It just came off as funny. I, I, <laughs> sorry, like, but yeah, you're, you're right. I, why would I? Hang on, what was I thinking back then? I don't know. You're probably like, hey, you like our, different you're probably like, that. hey, Scott <laughs> likes arcade actiony stuff. He, you know, likes retro games. You yeah, yeah. Know. I guess as a recommend, that's what I mean. It's like sometimes it's like I play Half Life Alex, and it's like, well, it's a 40 hour campaign. Like, right. I, I know you don't have a lot of time for things, so sure. I know you like to play a lot of things for short amounts of time, quick, and check them out. And this is perfect. This sounds like one I of played those, this yeah. for an hour, and I was like, cool. I'll come back and play it. It seems it's visceral. Me. This is an example of a game where you would never want to play this I mean you could I guess if you had some feelings for an old arcade game or something but you wouldn't want to sit down and play this for a long period of time in a 2D world. You play this for 18 hours no. this is an 18 hour game. This is like a shit I want to play some VR for 30 minutes. Let me go yeah, on run But in VR yeah. these kinds of things are so much better than they would be if they weren't in VR. So I, I like simpler experiences in VR because they tend to be more well they're just more visceral you're right in there in the action it's it's cool yeah like it, it doesn't really translate on the flat screen you're watching but you really feel like holy shit i'm going fast <laughs> like yeah. you know you look behind yourself and you're like i should pay attention to the front i might crash do you steer anyway. in the game or is it just yeah. auto yeah okay. you do the steering and so if you have 
if you unholster the right gun, you steer with the left hand. Yeah. And if you unholster the left gun, you steer with the right hand. So oh, it's ambi, okay. ambidextrous because you're just going left and right. It's very simple arcade controls. All right. And then you simple, but it has a lot. You can pull out a gun. Mm -hmm. You can switch three different gun modes. You can pull out a neon sword. You can get a grenade. There's some other ability. And then you got to pay attention to what you're shooting. There's a lot going on, but it's it's still arcadey. You know, it's not, there's no skill trees. (laughs) It's none of that. None of that. It's got that cool cyberpunk uh, retro future stuff going on too, which I kind of like. And like voxely kind of graphics. Like again, you know, probably small developer team, but sure. Reviews well. And I enjoyed it. All right. Very nice. Yep. Uh, I'll get through the rest real quick. Yeah. Um, I actually went on a desktop dungeons bender this weekend. <laughs> I have Death Stranding to play. I have Instagram, all these games to play. And I'm like, I don't know what it was. I think I was just playing. I was like playing a bit of poker or something like that. I think at the time I was just in a tournament. And um, I was like, ah, this is boring. So I opened up desktop dungeons and started playing it. And I got hooked on it, man. I was like, oh, my God. It's fun. Like, I just kept wanting to do... It's a puzzle game, basically, but mm-hmm. it's RPG-ish. Sure. I never really went as deep playing it as I did. Like, I am far in it, and I think, anyways, and I just couldn't stop playing all weekend. I mean, you'd call it... I would call it a, a roguelike, right? Um, I'd say it's more of a puzzle game. It is ro- It is randomly generated levels, so, mm-hmm. you know, if that's that falls under the rogue aesthetic, right, of... Yeah. randomly generated levels so the levels are randomly generated right um but they it is a puzzle in terms of trying to yeah it's roguish like where you roll a different character each time you try to do it under a different set of circumstances and stuff but just solving it it's not intuitive it's not like beat all the monsters and win it's like they're level three you get more xp for killing a higher level creature but they're hard i got to use my abilities in the right order I'm going to go level off this. Like every move is a tactical strategy. It's just super simple and ends up being really fun as it, as it ramps up in difficulty. It's great. Uh, it was released in 2013, 10 year old game. And it looks like it's 10 years older than that. (laughs) Like it's not, uh, that's not a pretty game. Although one of the developers is working on a a graphical overhaul called desktop dungeons rewind in the full 3d engine, which you may see linked on that steam page somewhere. That's cool. Um, Oh yeah. yeah, Which is is in, I think not even early access. I think it's just announced. Oh, look at that. I would play this. Yeah. 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 So desktop dungeons rewind is TBA and there's a demo, which I did download, but I didn't try because I mean, the classic one's great. Part of the appeal of the classic ones is that it feels like uh, you're playing solitaire or Minecraft or whatever, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just so. But um, I'll, I definitely going to spin up the the uh, the remake uh, version. Yeah, yeah, I want to know more about this. In this, is there a data? I guess if there's a demo, it's probably EBA. It's an okay. indie team. So the people that first made it, I think it was a small pile of people. And they disbanded. That's why there's been no more from that developer. Yeah. So one of the developers, with I guess the blessing from the rest of the team, is working on this remake. I think it looks so. cool. I would play this. Yeah, it looks it looks like they're you know neat. Anyways, so I, I'm all for it. But the, anyways, I just kind of got sucked into it because I also did pl- try some Despots game. Oh yeah. Um, and I was like liking it, but I wanted something more turn based so I could walk away and desktop. Despots is a little actiony. Yeah. I like it too. Anyways. Last but not least, uh, Desktop Dungeons. Go try it out. It's fun. Yeah. Last but not least, I tried Deep Rock Galactic VR. 
It sounds like it is leased because it crashed every every time you tried to play yeah. it, right? Desktop, but let me tell you, I was in the hub. Yeah. Oh, and this game is I was I, I was like, I'll just try it out just to just to say I tried it, like I've been meaning to do it. Yeah. I got into the hub and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh I like stone. this. I remember how much fun I have in this game. This de- this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. I pick a mission, get that drill down, and crash. Oh. Load it up, crash. Go to the troubleshooting site, crash. Do all kinds of shit, crash. Wasted a whole evening trying to get it to work, crash, 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 crash. I want to play this in first-person VR so bad now. Yeah. Um. I, I, anyways, yeah. Because you forget, we haven't played Deep Rock Galactic in a while. Uh, this game we played a lot of and loved it. I love that game. Laughs. Yeah. And they've had a whole shit ton of updates. It looks like there's a whole shit ton of new stuff in there. And I'm like, <laughs> ready. I got my body ready for some dwarf action. Oh, and I, I, you know, got, what, what do they say? Is it blue balls? Whatever. Like when you're just like not, <laughs> you, you get, you get Randy, but instead you get nothing, you know, yeah, like, well, sure. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's you that kind of. You need the uh, whatever mustache thing you were talking what, about. Whatever they call it. I don't know if it's blue balls. <laughs> or, I think that's, I think that's something different. It's just whatever. It's the ultimate letdown. Sorry. I don't know why I made it adult. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Sorry, kids. Well, we got to maintain our PG 13 rating. It's fine. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, this game's amazing. I don't know why we don't keep playing it all the time. I mean, probably I know, just time same, and schedules, same. but it's so good. So good. Yeah, but even on our own, like this game should be my life in a way. Yeah, know, yeah even lives, even like randos, it's it's a good experience, kind of all the time. It's just a good game. It's yeah, great. Two I years just, old now, crazy. Yeah, and this is a lot of new stuff. So I was looking forward to seeing some of the new stuff, but it's fine. I'll live. But at the time, I was super pissed. I wasted my whole evening trying to get to work. <laughs> That's why I'm like mods, man. It's yeah, I love them, but please just make. Just make them work. <laughs> just, make them work better. Just make them magically work. People who make them for free, like just. I don't mean to be a dick, but I'm like, I hate getting my hopes up and then it not working. How hard can it be? All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, uh, we are going to. Uh, what are we gonna do? We're oh, I know what we're gonna do. When we come back, we're gonna talk about dear Martha because that's always a thing. All right, so that's cool. Uh, I just gotta gonna interrupt you because this is really good. Chat room says I got rock blocked. Oh, rock block. I get it. <laughs> That's pretty good. Hans Sanitizer is a bit of a genius, I got to yeah, say, when it comes to these guy. puns. I mean, Taz is pretty good, too, but we got a great chat room for that stuff. Well, I agree. We do. They're punny the as hell in there. But anyway, uh, so after this break, dear Martha, uh, we got some more uh, quick news and then uh, some emails and texts and stuff. So stick around. We won't be very long. Uh, and we'll be right back. We're back, everybody. Uh, welcome back. We're back. And uh, you know what that means? Wow, gosh, it's time for Dear Martha. Uh, John puts these things together on the weekly. we got a real run here going with the uh, the magazine reviews from Retro Magazines. I love it. Uh, John, today looks like it's about the same as that. Do you want to tell anything else before I hit play on this? Uh, let's just go. All right, here we go. Enjoy. My dearest Martha. I don't mean to bring everyone down, but today's magazine is not as far back as some of the previous. Today we are looking at the October 2011 issue of GamePro, issue 277 to be exact. It's also the final monthly issue of GamePro, before one last attempt to evolve before their final quarterly winter 2011 issue. This issue starts with the words, The End of an Era... 
the beginning of a new one. A true statement, but not in the ways they mean. We've read a lot of letters from GamePro. It was always one of my favorites, but despite the hopeful optimism of the format change, it would not save the magazine from ending just one issue later. I mean, when has a format change ever really saved a dying product? <laughs> I, I want to talk about ads, though. The frustrating visual part... Uh, oh, the, the sorry. I want to talk about the ads, though. The frustrating visual part of this week is a Got Milk ad, where a Team USA basketball player is standing next to a giraffe. That's it. That's as good as I found. <laughs> uh huh. Tall animal, tall man, milk. Just milk. Hilarious. That's, it. That's like a baby giraffe, though, right? Yeah. There's no way. That's Chris Bosch. Sorry, by we're the way. interrupting the reading. Sorry. That's Chris Bosch from the NBA uh, back in the day. Anyway, yes. Well, that's, mid performance, and we're talking. That's fine. That's also part of the point. This issue is shockingly light on ads, and the ones that are there aren't very good. Just game art and buy game because it is game text beneath it. <laughs> if the start was a sad reminder of the life of print video game magazines coming to an end, the issue themselves is a testament to the shift they made from weird, sometimes cringy, but memorable content to whatever it is we have today. Maybe I'm just getting old enough to be overly nostalgic, but... I like it all better when games and the culture around it was dumb. <laughs> but I mentioned the lack of conventional ads because this magazine devotes six pages to talking about the future of 3D. Talking about 3D movies, TV, conversion methodology, etc. Then eight pages about schools with video game development programs. Plus a smattering of ads for their own magazine and Blu-ray releases of movies. And it just paints a weird picture about what was content for magazines in 2011. That's the issue to a T, though, Martha. It just feels a little hollow compared to the fun novelty of the older things. It feels like something clinging to the last vestiges of relevancy. relevancy. Uh, it can be seen in the letters section, which is now mostly just copy-pastes of forum posts. The overall magazine quality, which looks like it was run through a washing machine a few too many times. Hell, it's even weird just seeing the editors promoting their Twitter profiles. At least that's not in any danger of changing anytime soon, right? <laughs> I hope beyond hope my next jump is further back, because for how weirdly fixated everyone seemed to be on nude codes, arcade machines, and the always silly console wars... The magazines were a lot funnier and more hopeful. Yours in time, S. Beckett 11. Oh, man. This was a, almost a sad one. I will say this. I was looking at the, um, the cover of the magazine, and they got a thing in here that says, The History of Video Game Torture Porn. What is that about? Oh, the depravity. Oh, the depravity, it says underneath it. But what do you, did you check that out? Uh, I did. I didn't even notice. It. Oh my gosh! It's right <laughs> they there. They really painted it big. Yeah. And now that you say it, I'm like, oh, you know what? That would be an interesting article to read. I didn't see it. I got too hung up on like the eight pages about video game colleges you can go to, and why do they exist? 
Yeah, it was a weird era, man. We were trying. Oh, to here still... it is. Here, here it is. Okay. Uh, talking about games like. Here's the problem. Let me send you a quick snip of what this magazine looks like. (laughs) When I tell you it looks like it got ran through a washing machine, I'm not exaggerating. This magazine is tough to read because. Hold on. Let me just. I'm still I'm just looking at Bo's baby face. Bo's baby McDonald's baby face here. I can't even read the titles of the games that are in this list because they are so uh, they're so hard to read. They fuzzy. How about um, that Avatar Two mention? Here we go. Here's your, <laughs> here's, years here's, ago. The, here's your depravity article. Oh, um, okay. So this is like um, shock. Do you see therapy. what I mean? They did like the lightest white blue text on a white background. It's like, what does that say? Yeah, what are we talking about? Weird. Are they names of games? I don't think they're names of games. I don't think they're names because one of them, it's a sim sadism and it's talking about people, and I did this, who would put their sims in a pool and then remove the ladder and let their swim, their sims swim until they drowned. Oh, wow. I, okay, I don't think that's a yeah, name of a title. I think that's... Yeah, they're just sim saying... Sadism, sadism is... Yeah, in the and they mentioned the game lo- lower down there. Because the there. game, in the text they mentioned, Embodiment of Pain is Painkiller. Yeah. Uh, suffering for the intellectual is Man I Have Hunt. No Mouth and I Must Scream. Yeah, yeah Manhunt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. Apparently has virtual torture appears in Metal Gear Solid. Does it really? I don't remember that. It does. There's a scene where they shock Snake and... Chiller? Uh, I never played Chiller. Right, but they game. call it torture porn, which sort of implies it's not just torture... It's it, torture that is. Well, torture porn as defined pleasure. by. Well, no, the torture <laughs> like, porn's like uh, Hostel or, or Cabin in the Woods or um, go- movies that are like really gory for gore's sake. So it's torture porn. It's kind of like no, food porn. No. When, when people say food <laughs> porn, it's like, oh, look at these longing shots of, of food. I think, I think that's what they mean. It doesn't have to. Torture porn is when they you tie someone up and do things to them and shock them with a cattle prod. No, I, don't think, I don't think, I don't think that's Kim stuff. I don't no, think that's no, it. No, 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 that's not what, torture yeah, that's porn not is. what torture porn is. The porn I mean, it part can be that, that term can apply to that, but torture porn is when people glorify torture in cinema. Yeah. It's movies like hostile and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. That's the definition. You can have sex stuff in it, but it's not defined by the sex stuff. I will preserve the innocence of my friends and leave my but <laughs> leave my explanation there. I think like you've heard <laughs> I, food I think porn. I'm right. You've heard food porn but before, right? Like food. I don't care. I, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, food porn that's is not a sex thing. It could be. There could be someone that's like, "Here's food porn, and it's two cantaloupes on some melons." Yeah. But like the term food porn is gratuitous pictures of food of food like fancier than you could ever make food at home it it is the same principle for what is being used in this context here for torture porn yeah and here so here's your glorification of torture for entertainment value yeah here's your here's your um, right now here's here's your definition according to the dictionary uh sorry film uh, informal censorous of genre of horror films, which sadistic violence or torture is a central aspect of the plot. So they don't, it's not sex for per se, it can include it, but the whole joke is like, not joke, but the whole statement is like, that's like porn, but with food, 
meaning it's gratuitous and ridiculous food photos and video, or that's torture like porn. It's gratuitous and ridiculous and over the top and way too much of it. I think that's the definition, but it can include it. Okay. Could be not. Yeah. Yeah. It can include it. It's telling where our minds go. Yeah. (laughs) I think I have the worst of it. There you go. (laughs) Well, that I believe. Um, All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Good job, John, as always. It is now time for us to rip through some final uh, stories here. Uh, Netflix is making a Gears of War movie and an animated series. I'm fine with this. Go ahead. I'll watch they this. Got a, they got an okay track record. Yeah. Castlevania is good. Edge Runners is good. Do you guys watch that Dragon Age Absolution uh, trailer that hit today? No. Netflix? No, I think I, I put uh, it. Yeah, in, uh, I did listen to it. A li- listen to it. I watched it. <laughs> I listened um, to it. Yeah. yeah. It, lo- it, lo- it looks, you know, we're in the, er- we're the era of the video game, anime, and uh, TV show movies. Yeah. It's yeah. upon us. It's yeah. decent. Yeah, it looks all right. Um, it seemed fun and funny, and it had a lot of voices we all recognize in it. I think, it has uh, a bit of the weird, uh, we're medieval times, but women wear lipstick kind of vibe. I guess that does exist. I don't know. It just has, there's some, there's a bit of a weird aesthetic, but it's fine. Just ignore it. Sure. But, um, but you know, it looks good. looks good. Yeah, and we'll see, you know, I don't know how much it will help or hurt or do anything to the expectations for the new uh, game coming. Dragon Age, whatever the new game's called, but... Dragon Age 4. It did a lot for Cyberpunk. It might, if it's really good, it probably can generate a lot of hype for their Dragon Age game. For totally sure. possible. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, that die in VR, you die in real life headset. Is that real? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Real. I haven't heard of this. Um, there's a link there. Uh, so, some background on this. There is Palmer Lucky, the <laughs> Oculus founder, the founder of Oculus. There should be a link on the right side. There's of that no article. link. Oh no, there isn't. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. There is. I, I just typed it. I was lazy. I just typed. I, it. I, I meant didn't to even do know it. If we would talk, I about found it. it. This so is Palmer Lucky doing a thing. Is yeah. That- so this is the founder of Oculus, who you know is a he's a turd. I think he's a bit of a screwball. Um, but he posted on his personal blog that you know because he's he left oculus but he's still working in vr ar for the military for military contracts i think he's with lockheed martin something like that it'd be wrong but my sense is the guy likes guns yeah the guy likes his first amendment rights that kind of deal right um but anyways he made a headset that can kill you a vr headset and he's like he hasn't made the software yet but you know apparently sword art online popular anime i've watched the first episode where you know you have to, you're in a, you're stuck in an MMO and if you die in the MMO you die in real life. Mm-hmm. So he was inspired by that, I think, <laughs> and uh, wow. and made a headset to support this. And you know it's like, oh yeah, how hard does it be to like put a barrel with an explosive shell on the headset? Like when you really think about it, because at first I was like, oh neat, and then I'm like, I mean you can mount a gun on anything, right? <laughs> but still it's it's still kind of like. You know, uh, one step closer to the to a dystopia. Like you kind of picture maybe in the future, some megalomaniac billionaire sends out a hundred headsets, makes a video game, puts a secret bullet in each of them, and Sword Art Online is no longer fiction; it's a real thing. Mm. And um, you that's know, an interesting so. concept, like uh, conceptually, but it does require the dystopic society. It gets that far where you know people would want one of these headsets and hope that well, the bullet was in theirs and you know what i mean i i haven't wa- i think there's lots of anime for sort of sort of online if memory serves they don't 
they were just getting into a beta of an exciting game by a good game developer. I don't think they realized they were going to die. Yeah. So they were tricked. But right. still, I think we're like, you know, we're this sort of news. You can already see Saw 18 where someone's like, hello, Bo. You gave up your actual reality to live in a virtual reality. Yeah. Now you're going to play for your life in this virtual reality. Yeah. <laughs> a device. Yeah. If you die in the game, yeah. Yeah. you die in real hey, life. Hey, Saw, the, one of the original torture porn. Uh, uh, yeah, movies. Saw's torture porn. Yeah, for sure. Saw's torture yeah. porn by definition. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. I don't know why he would do that, but Palmer Lucky is a little weird. So there's that. Uh, also, Disco Elysium Dispute. Got a little worse, got a little hotter. The burn, the fire got a little hotter. Uh, the ousted creators say the company was taken over by fraud, minority shareholders embezzling money, which it used to buy the majority of a trusted majority shareholder. Once the creators, the minority shareholders, started asking the new majority shareholders for financials, they fired the creators and began inventing allegations to discredit them. The company says these guys were kicked out for shitty behavior. Uh and in a press release, they uh, they claimed they didn't work for two years, called them lazy, essentially, tried to illegally sell the IP and were toxic to employees, including gender discrimination. Uh, they released this to the com- uh, to combat the false accusations of the ousted creators. So that's the other side of it. The ousted creators are, ta- are taking them to court. So we'll see how it all pans out. Yeah. So that's the one thing is this will get sorted on some level, I yeah. guess, because they're going to go on. It's not like they got fired and just went to Twitter and be like boycott them. They're just actually actually going to court, which is a big difference. Like yeah. with the vo- you know the voice acting thing for Bayonetta. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I it's <laughs> just so unfortunate. But I think in this case, so originally the creators were pulled to Helena Helena Taylor and were very coy and wrote like in universe fiction about their departure from the company. It was all very pretentious and highbrow mm. but absolutely unclear so there is a better twit longer that's just written in everyday 21st century language explaining <laughs> their position <laughs> it's like it's very clear they're, they're this person's making up false allegations about the gender discrimination and toxicity and laziness yeah because they pulled a fast one and i don't know who to believe you know uh, the business. marks of lazy people writing it in a fanciful uh creative way and then going oh that might be over people's heads let's also write it again in a simplistic way <laughs> yeah truly yeah. that's the quality i assign most lazy people yeah, yeah clearly they're very lazy I, I i feel like that this is a big this is a huge bummer not because these things don't happen in lots of other places they do it's just that this is the first massive hit and critical success and all the cool things that game represents and to have all this going on behind the scenes is just such a kick in the pooper. Yeah, the accusation on the part of the creators is they, the original majority shareholder, who is the investor, they trusted. But that guy sold it to someone else. And that mm. someone else was also a minority shareholder that used the company's own money to buy its own shares. Like, So they're like, okay, show us your financials. And then he fired them. Mm. So that's a, kind of a big red flag. It's like, just prove to us you didn't use our money illegally to yeah. buy your own company out. It's like you can't you have to you can't do that. Yeah. Um and he's like, oh you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> and then not show anything. So it looks pretty bad, but I mean who knows? I, yeah. I'm not defending people because next thing you know, like I said, they're pedophiles and all It is a case of we don't know, <laughs> but I think in this case, like 
you want to take a look at a game where they got rid of the creatives and the game won its merits on the backs of the creativity and the talent behind the art and artistry of it, of a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm, and now they're looking at ways to monetize via, you know, what, what was it? Are they doing? There was a job posting. There was a a job posting for a monetized expert, uh, uh, monetization expert looking for microtransaction expertise, things like that. I know that this is maybe my anti-corporate agenda showing here, but I'm inclined to side with the creatives on this one. It's not a hard You want a Disco Elysium mobile game where you can buy units of depression for for $1? (laughs) That is in and of itself a unit of depression, just thinking about it. I don't know how they monetize it. Something else. It's like, mm, let's see. Do you want to we want to uh, buy the calling your X pass for six ninety nine? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a I don't I that hate game this. is so sad, dude. It is so sad. It is already, but it's a piece of work. It's an art. It's art, and they're yeah. Uh, yeah. This stuff just sullies it all. It bums me out. It's just it's a bummer. Uh, but um, anyways, you know. All right, yeah. so there's that. Also, good news: John's highly regarded uh, playthrough of Return to Monkey Island. Uh, had me wanting to play it, but I just kept putting it off. Well, now I have no excuse. It's on Game Pass, and that was kind of a surprise. I don't think people knew that was coming. And it just yeah, happened. No idea. Oh. I saw. I pulled up Game Pass. I was like, "Oh my gosh, there it is!" Yeah, I'm still glad I bought it because I I own all the Monkey Island games, and those mean a lot to me. But it's a fantastic game. Yeah, you should try it. I am very excited to play it. I think you convinced me today. I was I was teetering. I was either going to stream the top down horror thing. What's it called? Uh, that or also on game pass or return to monkey island i think i'm gonna do monkey island you should do monkey, monkey island. island that'll be fun and a chat room can get involved with that because they can help you uh pick yeah they can know, help me solve options. things they and... can point you in the right direction if you get stuck sure i think monkey island's not a it's a game i played off stream because like those games feel a little personal to me like i i like to go through those at my own pace but i think adventure games are actually really good for streaming i do too um as yeah. long as you say like hey no spoilers because there will always be someone that comes in that goes well i solved this all you gotta do is give the guy the shoe box and open the shoe box and then take that and it's like okay so you, you played the game let me great play the game. yeah also I, i'll bring mods along that'll just ban those bastards outright or time them out how about that be warned you've yeah. been warned everybody yeah all right that's what uh that's all she wrote for the news uh today that was worth repeating now these that's a good question quick email uh talk to the core at gmail.com is where you send these this is nate in minnesota who says core squad i feel like i have to email you all for some weird reason to say thank you i've been a listener of the frog pants content since 2009 starting with the instance and dabbling pretty much in all the podcasts up till now i had pretty much stopped gaming for the better part of the last five to six years mainly because i had a weird feeling that i couldn't uh sorry i couldn't play the latest and greatest triple a games uh that i couldn't play uh sorry uh, wait a minute i didn't understand the question Maybe because I had a weird feeling that if I couldn't play the latest and greatest AAA games, that I couldn't play games anymore at all. There we go. Oh, FOMO. I bought the new, yeah. I bought the newest consoles for my kids, but I didn't want to take their time away from me to play. I have always missed my gaming time. Listening to Scott talk about playing all these games that are older on Steam Deck and just loving uh, his time with them ended up pushing me to purchase an OLED Switch. And now I'm having an amazing time playing titles like Stardew Valley, Nier Automata, and even Fortnite. 
Uh, he says he plays it with his son. I'm more of a filthy casual than I was prior to having kids, but I'm having a great time or I'm having, sorry, having way more fun gaming now that it isn't just a focus on games that either I can't play with my son or I can't play or I can play semi-casually. Part of this switch, uh, part of this switch is this thinking I have to think is part of listening to your team talk about games. So anyway, uh, your silly little podcast matters. Hope you all have a great day. Nate from Minnesota. What a wonderful email. Yeah. I would say better to be a filthy casual at gaming than a filthy casual at raising your kids or providing for your family. Agreed. Dude. No, you're doing it right. I agree. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. That's just for the inner, the always online, twenty four hours a day playing Hearthstone nerds. Yeah, and they just haven't. Yeah. They just haven't yeah, had a part of their life where they have to. They, they chose a different life. They chose a different life, and that's all they have is to be able to call you a filthy casual. That's yeah. it. They go that's to bed it. at night and whisper that to themselves as they hug their pillows. Yeah, and, and some of them they're mountains of cash. And there's some are who are who are well adjusted who do that and do fine and don't don't say shitty things about other people while they do it because they know that time probably limited. They're not going to do this forever, so they're having the fun where they can while That's they true. can. Those people yeah. exist, but the minute somebody yeah. says you're a filthy casual and means it in a mean way, f those guys, f them. That's true. That's that's true. Yeah, good yeah. point. F those bastards. Uh, here's a couple of texts. I like getting texts. So do you at home? I think uh, so far the re- uh, response to these have been great. Here's one from September. Do you ever chore core in your dreams? Like, do you show? <laughs> uh, do you do you show an edit uh, editing or shopping or something? I'm not sure that's what uh, she meant. Anyway, then wake up and have the crappy realization that nothing is in fact done. Uh, yeah. I have, it's usually when I played a lot of these things. So when I was playing electronics or electrician simulator, which I still really like and need to get back to soon because I, that game's great. Um, I would have dreams about changing out light switches and fixing uh, wireless controllers and making an old Walkman work again and, mm. and stuff like that. That does happen to me. But then I wake up and none of the, none of the things in my real life I need to fix are fixed. They're all sitting there broken. So. Yeah, um, yeah, I, don't, I can't really think of any, John. I mean, you chore core? I, no, I never chore core in my sleep. I <laughs> like, I just in your dreams, in your dreams, not your yeah, sleep. No, no, that never happens. <laughs> we don't want to know about what you do on sleep. <laughs> what, what normally is happening is when I play them, I think, well, like if I'm doing house flipper, right? Yeah, like I'm just thinking, like, man, I'm cleaning this house real good. And I become acutely aware of how messy my actual house is at the same time. And then I, it comes with guilt. Mm. And yeah. I just go, well, why am I spending my time cleaning the virtual house instead of the real house? It's like this and summer. And I turn the game off and I don't clean the actual house. Like, not to say that anything productive comes of this. I just go, all right, well, I just got to get rid of the guilt. Yeah, so just get rid of the game. guilt temporarily. I understand that. When I was playing I played- that uh, uh, freaking lawnmower simulator and I was doing it in the summer. My wife was just like, "What are you? Are you really doing this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's cool, man. They've gamified mowing the lawn." She goes, "There's an actual mower right there and a lawn right there that we need mowed, and you're in here doing this." I mean, she couldn't understand it. She still doesn't get it. She still. Loves I don't me. get it. I yeah. kind of get it, but I still. Don't get it. <laughs> still I had a terrible it. dream after playing like ten hours of Marvel Snap, 
I was so annoyed. There were cards flying around everywhere in my face. I don't remember the details, but I was just... While the was same like, ah. song plays over and over. Oh, did the, I was going to ask, was it, did it, was it accompanied by that incredible music track they used? No, it wasn't the music. It was more just as like, oh my God, just, I had enough of these cards. The superheroes thought like they were just annoying. Me. Picture it. See? Yo, 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 yo. I'm playing Marvel Snap. That's right. I'm you Spider-Man. I'll give you a slap with the back of my hat. And my hat is made of a kind of thing that no one knows about, so get off your thing. Word. <laughs> yep, that was a long roundabout adventure to rhyme a word with the exact same word. Congratulations. <laughs> we created John's nightmare tonight. We were like, oh. <laughs> well, now you don't have to have it in the night. You've had it live here on the show. Um, all right, let's get to this other text here from an anonymous listener, it looks like. Hey, core hounds, every week I tune in with huge rage, knowing that all three of you have access to Death Stranding. It's on Game Pass, and Bo owns it. And yet you all deny the majesty of the game that is the pinnacle of Kojima, his crowning achievement thus far. It has so many cameos. That's not a selling point to me. Yeah, that actually kind of <laughs> illustrates part of my problem yeah, with Kojima. Yeah. Like, you've kind of leaned into, like... What if the, the cameo I, is George Miller and he's hinting because you just need to play it? Or like, Tom Hardy. Yeah. I'm here to tell you about your new Mad Max sequel. Just for you. It's a cameo just for you. Let me tell you my problem with Kojima, and I don't know if this is true. This is perception. I've never met Kojima. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. anybody who does know him. We should meet him um, when we go to Japan. So so let me be clear. None of this is, is confirmed. Uh, it is all speculative. But he seems like the person who is your friend until he makes better friends. <laughs> oh! Wow. Oh, damn. Okay, we're starting some controversy so, on the court. Mm. Yeah. The fact that like there's a bunch of celebrities and stuff in his game kind of just reminds me of the bad feeling I have about Kojima, which is that like he he has these relationships with these people and it's like, all right, great. And then he makes friends with people in Hollywood and now it's all Hollywood people and all this stuff. So it'd be like, like if it's I all met- Norman Reedus and uh, Guillermo del Toro like doing stuff. Like, yeah. like that's all it is now because that's who his current friends are. And like, yeah, people are like, what about Jeff Keighley? Well, let me tell you, the day they start giving an Academy Award for video games is the day Jeff Keighley doesn't get a call back from <laughs> Kojima ever again. They are oh, done at wow. that moment. It is wow. over. So that's my impression of him. Now, that doesn't change the games. I love the Metal Gear Solid series. Um, a lot. I think Metal Gear Solid Five is one of the best games I've ever played. I, I think it's a travesty that that entire story didn't get played out. And I like it in spite of some of the things that I think are kind of shitty about that game, which is recasting the voice of Snake. I don't think was good. And I think it actually was a detriment to the game because I think it's pretty apparent that Kiefer Sutherland charges more per line than David Hayter does. Yeah. But all that said, I love the game. But I just, I'll just i get to Death Stranding one day. I thought about it. The biggest problem is I did buy the game, but then they came out with the director's cut. Mm-hmm. And what I have isn't the director's cut. And now I'm aware of that. And it makes me not want to play the version that I have. What's the Do game you think? You always say you spend more money on 
every time a new ver oh it's destiny <laughs> destiny yeah, yeah that's what that reminds me of it's like oh there's this now and i just bought yeah i mean look it's on game pass that's that is the director's cut on game pass so i think that's what i'm gonna play and i have i mean bo why not you you've you own it how come you haven't played it What's i've been meaning game? to get to because i have i've talked about this before i have literally literally 50 games i haven't played yet i keep buying new ones without playing the ones before it's on the list. Yeah, I'll tell you, and I've said it many times, open world, third-person action games, that includes Elden Ring, not my favorite genre. You give me desktop dungeons, I go at it. You give me Snap, I go at it. You give me eSports, I go at it. You give me VR, I go at it. I am not... The, the magic that people feel playing Legend of Zelda, going through fields and stuff, is limited in enjoyment for me. I pick up a, I pick up a piece every now and then. Witcher three, great. Elden Ring, love it. Yeah, I can't play them all. It's tough. Someone, a generous viewer, Biofreeze, gifted me God of War yesterday. Oh, jeez. You know, jeez. and I'm like, add it to the pile. It's you know, add it to the pile. I actually kind of want to get to that one. God of War seems kind of boss. And if I'm looking at Death Stranding. And I'm looking at Sekiro, 704 is in there. He bought it for me as well. And I'm looking at God of War. I got to say, old muscle-bound Baldy is winning out for me. <laughs> you know, like, it's, you know, it's if I'm going to get to one, that's sort of the problem. And I think a lot of you guys are fans of the third-person genre and want me to play them, and I love you all for it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. Funny. Death Stranding, I, I trust Ziggurat, though. That Ziggurat bought me Death Stranding. And I trust him that I think it's one of those games where I'm going to kick myself and say, why didn't I play this sooner? This is weird and awesome. I mean, you can pee in that game. Yeah, you can pee. Why am I not playing that game? I mean, yeah. that should be interesting enough for me. I, the pooing and peeing is a theme with me on core. It should be right up my alley. Yeah, you love expelling but, uh, uh, fluids from your body. So why not? You know, oh, Hans bought me. I'm sorry. I'm pissing off everyone who's ever supported me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Hans. Fine. Hans bought it for me. I just, I just me. made everybody who likes Kojima mad. So yeah. No, it's my okay. fault. But I want to double down on this Kojima thing because I think it's it, – I, not double down. I want to ask you questions. Double down is the wrong term. Okay. okay. Um, you know, do you think Kojima is like the Harvey Weinstein of the gaming industry? Not because of the bad stuff, but because the industry hates him and it's like – Oh, the they? worst kept secret. If everyone's like got to lick Kojima's boots, he's got to show up at the thing. But everyone's like, Kojima can sell this time at the video game awards. What about For Honor? Or what about my game? Like, why does he get all the favoritism? And really, he's like not that good, or he's an idea stealer, or have, whatever. Have there been right? reports like, like that? Have people said that sort of thing? About I don't know. Like, what's no, one of those there haven't where... been. I think in general, Kojima gets. You know, I, I think he's pretty well respected. I think, he, I think he's, he's not, well respected. I think he's it's not, not the one you hear like bad things about but you also don't hear any amazing stories about him either okay right? wait, like, wait, you wait 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 i gotta interrupt chat room has just informed me of something that i can't ignore you can pee and poo and throw pee poo grenades in death stranding <laughs> what <laughs> i told you the interruption will be worth it right. i don't like being rude to you john out of here grenades. out of here kratos uh we got pee poo grenades <laughs> wait so can, you, can you capture your pee and poo and make them into a grenade i assume that's them? what they're saying yes never this heard. is true okay i'm playing what? Death Stranding. 
Is that true? That's all oh it took. That's Why, all it what took. took you so long to say that? It's like been three years to, to so, say pee poo grenades. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I need to play this. All it so, took was three words. You're all buying him shit and talking to him and sending in emails and texts a, and all that's this That's problem stuff. with Kojima. All it took was three words arranged together. Pee poo grenades. That's, like, that's the problem with board. Kojima. He's like, oh, Norman is, Reedus is in this. Let's play it. I'm like, uh, who cares? Yeah. Pee poo grenades. It should, it should be like starring pee poo grenades. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Forget about Norman Reedus. I'm only interested in the pee and poo grenades he makes. Oh my god, that sounds incredible! I mean, I, look, it's on your hard drive. All right, all right, guy. Listen, chat. Scott convinced me to buy a game. Chat room, you are convincing me to play this. To play a game, yeah. maybe. Oh shit! John, oh, John's camera John. just went the garbage. John, oh no! Did we lose you? What happened? I don't Can know. It's so me? adorable. I feel so we good about you. the fact that you're not here, just because that. That symbol's so lovely. And I just got a message like, hey, Zoom quit unexpectedly. Oh, that's weird. You're back in now. I see you now. And then there, and right. now Zoom's like, hey, do you want to help us solve the problem? Something weird happened. I'm not going to tell What's really them. weird is... We're doing a show, Zoom. Uh, it was, do your job. For I think it actually, oddly enough, I think it had to do with Adblock in Google Chrome because I got a notice about Adblock in Google Chrome right before that happened. So oh, weird. That shouldn't... That shouldn't connect, but apparently it does. Wow. All right. I can't explain it either. I don't know what's going on. All right. On. I'm installing Death Stranding so my voice might get choppy for a little bit. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> He's got, Bo can't wait for pee-poo grenades. Yeah. Pee-poo like, grenades oh, are here to stay. All right. Uh, well done. Hey, by the way, I want to mention some stuff about our new patrons. I don't know where you guys are coming from, but I love that we have new ones every week. And we have a stack of new people. Jim Jensen. I know him. He's great. Ken Cruz. Steve Robinson. Maniac Medic. And... Carl, sorry, Gar, Gary Boldy, Gary Boldy, Garibaldi. I don't know, yep. I don't know what that is. Yep. Just keep saying it till it sounds like a real. It name. started to sound like a real name toward the end, but I'm really uh, happy that you five have joined us this week uh, alone, and uh, there are great reasons to do it. You're never going to yeah. hear another commercial. You are going to get pre-show content every week. This week's was great, I thought, and monthly benefits that are only available to patrons. So go sign up today. If you haven't already, at patreon.com slash core show. Everything else is over at frogpants.com slash core. All right, so do that. Um, I guess that's it. Bo, how's your install going? You, 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 uh, it's going great. Can I, am I coming through clearly and everything? Yeah, you sound fine. You sound good. Wow. You guys, you guys, this is what you guys sound like. <laughs> really? Do we sound bad? Oh, it's because you're doing. I can still make things out, but it's like the digital distortions happen. His oh, download weird. is being destroyed, but his uploads. Yeah, fine. your uploads. Are I've right. got gigabit download, but I have an unleashed throttle on Steam, so I'll download 80 gigs in like five minutes. Oh my gosh! Like, John, John lost his thing again. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. It's weird. Something's interfering yeah, I'll, with I'll that. I'll close. Thing, I'll close Chrome. Fine. I'll close Chrome. <laughs> no, it's this gone. is a good close. time for this to happen. This is better now than than later. <laughs> Uh, or earlier. What am I saying? I don't even know. That's it for the show, everybody. I do want to say that. And uh, before we get out of here, we'd like to have old lady uh, uh, Jagger uh, remind everybody the games that we played today so that you can go buy them. And boy, you're going to get in the mud over here with Bo's list. But let's do it anyway. Hey, old lady, say the say the words. Some of you are curious what the boys are playing and you want to be like them, don't you? And you want to play the video games. Well, here's how you do it. The ones that a couple of them played was Marvel Snap. That's free. You can get that right now if you want, but then they're going to come after you. So be ready. That Ben Brody's a wily one. He'll get in you with his voice. Uh-huh. And then next thing you know, you're giving him money. Overwatch 2. That's a game. 
And then Bo and Scott felt the need to tell us that they bought Among Us VR. It wasn't an endorsement. They just told us about a thing they purchased. So there it is. Grandma. Um, John played a DLC and thought that was important. So, you know, if you like downloadable content, you can play Shadow of Rose for Resident Evil Village. And then he also played Signalis. That's the isometric horror game. And he played Fortnite again. And again. And again. <laughs> Bo played Iron Man VR. And... Sugineer? Surgeoneer? Surgeoneer. What? Surgeoneer. Grandma, it's called Surgeoneer, okay? Get it right. Yeah, Come on, Grandma. Okay, Surgeoneer, that's a word, I guess. If you're living in VR, kids plugging in your headsets, making up shit. Walking Dead Sinners and Saints, that's also VR, so, you know, expensive experiences. Uh, <laughs> runner, uh, if you didn't know that VR is in its early days, you do now because they can get names like Runner mm -hmm. for a video game. It's not taken. It's, all, it's free. You can call a game Runner and it'll be fine. And then he played Desktop Dungeons, which is as old as me. <laughs> great all right well well done uh that's it that's the show go yeah, play some video fun. games you weirdos we'll be back next time uh next week by the way it'll be friday because i'm out of town on thursday but i'll be back friday uh, afternoon and be here in time for the show so we're going to record friday evening next week but we'll be here and uh, hopefully we'll see a bunch of you guys then for me for Bo, for john we'll see you guys all then bye This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I don't believe in magic. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.